And all magic cards are zero CMC instance. <laughs> no! <laughs> if you're listening to this in 2022, I bet that that is full on fact. Yes, it is. Everything is like. Everything is played on turn one. There is no turn two. <laughs> why would you play in things on turn two? Why would you let it yeah, get that yeah. far? It's, well, it's going to be basically Pokemon. Why would the game. <laughs> Oh, welcome back to the party. Uh, we will, I am your host, Brett Brandis, for this reunion. And joining me, it's my co-host. It's Eric. Tell me your name. I am coming at you from the future. Where you know somehow everything about this Neon Dynasty set? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, we have all that now. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I didn't go back far enough. <laughs> no. Damn. You, you went... To the present. Uh, <laughs> it didn't work. Present sucks. <laughs> yes, today we'll be starting up our Kamigawa Neon Dynasty reviews. Uh, as we stumble through the billions and billions of new cards uh, that they add every single time they come out with a new set now, we'll kind of break it into just kind of five cards that are we're going to say are the strongest today, five underrated cards that you should take a uh, look out for, and then five cards that we just love personally that we're going to maybe play around with from this set specifically. Yeah. We are going to mostly ignore, and I say mostly, especially for this one, uh, the legendaries. That'll be a separate day. We'll focus on all the legendaries that we'll see as commanders. That'll be its own episode because there's so many that come out in every set now, and we like have to talk about them because yeah. those are like legit what you build around now. Today we're just talking about like cards that'll show up. Like it's a new set, fun stuff. Let's talk about it all. But yes, the although we're not going to avoid them in general because man, yeah. there's just some specifically it, for this set. It was impossible to. <laughs> yeah, usually we can kind of play around with it, be like, yeah, okay, that card's good, good uh, it, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, now, like, just, if you just didn't know that we're avoiding the legendaries, and you're like. Why did they put this card at the top? Yeah, it also, it also kind of it is tough because the legendaries generally are the mythics, and mythics generally are the strongest, right? So it, right. you know, yeah. we we but we avoid it as much as we can. But specifically, we're talking about the ninety nine when we yes. talk about the strongest, yeah. not as commanders, because we'll talk about that when we talk about the commanders. Uh, before we go further with the set, though, we're back on an MTG podcast. What are you drinking today? What are you drinking for this party? We're at the party too. Party. I. So normally I'm not able to go theme, but this one isn't really a theme because of the name, but just I don't know. The the picture is just wild. Because <laughs> it's got all the colors. Josh the Guava King. Oh it's nice. just a man riding on a space bicycle <laughs> playing guitar with a monkey that juggling. Definitely fits the theme of the set, yes. Yeah, so There's I was like, all right, there we go. It works. They've definitely gotten more spacey. Because now, like, Infinity coming out in, uh, in this set. Yes. Should, uh, what are you drinking? Oh, oh, I did. I nailed. I knew we were going to have this podcast. So I went out to my special spot, as you would expect, and mm. got the neon beer hug. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, That's awesome. a bear with some neon colored glasses, and it's called the neon bear beer hug. 
uh, from Goose Island. Goose Island's a pretty popular one. They're uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're everywhere. Uh, this is an IPA by them. So, and it's called the Neon Beer Hug. So, very excited about the Neon Beer Hug. Um, how how do you before we go into the mechanics and stuff? Mm. How do you yeah, feel we'll, about we'll this set? Like Overall, the theme of it because the this theming? is the first time it hasn't been like fantasy themed or like you know swords and sorcery. I thing. think they did such a good job with the storyline. This is the first time I've sort of followed the storyline since like War of the Spark two years ago. Like when they did War of the Spark, I was like, I understood like everyone understood what was happening during mm-hmm. War of the Spark, and I think this set in particular. They have clearly defined, here's the story now. And that's been amazing. Like, the Phyrexians there now, and that's going to be a theme going forward. It's like, I almost guarantee, I don't know if it'll be next year. I think they're going to, like, slow play this. Because if you think about it, the last Phyrexian to show up was exactly a year ago. Which is when Vorinclex came back. Oh, that, that, I, I was trying to remember when Vorinclex came. That was a year ago already. So if they're doing these, like, each year, like, I'm wondering if they're only going to, like, reveal one a year, which uh, if there's five of them, that'll take a five-year storyline, and that I wonder, could yeah, easily they, happen. I could see them could doing do that. that. Yeah. I could also see them, like, they were, they had the four yeah, clocks, like, now the gig's up, right? Yeah, right, right. Jig's up, like, yeah, Phyrexians are back, like, let's just bam, 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 boom, 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 but yeah, like, throw them in there. Let's kick them out in every set now. It's true. Like, maybe one's there on the streets of New Capenna being shady and whatnot, and then one shows up in the Brothers War, and we're like, okay, kick it. The next year starts, yeah, and we're exactly. in full-on Phyrexian War. I can see that too, right? It's one of two ways. But I gotta say, the story of this one is fantastic. So, I, I love that they they kind of brought back the feeling of, like, the guilds, and, like, the different areas. So, like, everyone loves, like, the Ravnica guilds, right? Because then you you take part of, like, I'm an Orzhov, right? Like, and right, yeah, 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 yeah. They kind of did that here with, like, I'm the technology guy. Well, I'm the guy that likes the enchantments in the natural realm. Oh, yeah, well, I'm the rebels who live in the mountains. And, like, they did a great job with all of that. Yeah, just the the names and the flavor is just so on point. Yeah. Yeah, so this set is really cool. And, uh, and just as another general mark on the set overall, it's powerful as all hell. This yeah. is, they, they just, they just, we were talking about this the other day and like, they just kicked to the curb, like, screw it and just push everything. I don't even care anymore. Just, just make every card busted and it'll sell. And that's just their thing going forward. So now right, all yeah. these sets are insane. And this set is no different. This set's insane. Everything down to the commons are absolutely absurd. Yeah. These are some of the most powerful commons I've ever seen. I imagine if you were are a popper player, you are, are either really excited about this or like are just so pissed because like this has <laughs> changed your life. Like you literally now just have to buy all their product. Yeah, fortunately, with popper, whenever new commons come out, it's pretty cheap. Right? Yeah, uh, I, c- I can imagine. I guess yeah, even a popper player can't be that mad. It's like right, yeah, it really it's like, you, dude. Like. Shell out like ten dollars and you can get four copies every of every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, are you really that upset? Right. Yeah, but yeah. So, but you do sometimes get upset over like, like when uh, a card comes out that just is like, okay, now everything is played. Like the uh, the snow uh, astrolabe 
or whatever. Oh yes, the snow permanent. Is that thing. band? Was that band? That was that band. Format? Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I could imagine that is. Yeah, I right. Because you could play f- you could play five colors in, in popper. That was probably yeah. obnoxious. Yeah, people would be. <laughs> there playing, should be like, no color fixing that's good in popper. Oh yeah, people were playing like like. I, I've seen some people play like five color Tron. <laughs> just like throw the Tron that in there. So wrong. That's like then, an oxymoron. Like that just doesn't work. Yeah, just like I then just play your awesome Jim Rover horror and everything else. Oh in there. my god, that's hilarious! All right, let's get going. Oh, I also called this. If you noticed on my uh, cheat yeah, sheet, I, saw. I called it Kaladesh Part Two because Kaladesh was also notably powerful, notably an artifact theme set. And vehicles. when I look at the car, and vehicles, yeah, are back. Uh, maybe we'll start with vehicles as we're going to go into the mechanics now of the set. And vehicles are back, and vehicles look broken. They look, they decided that, hey, you know what, what we're just going to ditch the whole red vehicle uh, thing. I and then don't we're just play gonna... <laughs> standard, but if I played standard, I almost bet you after this set comes out, it's going to be like 50% vehicle decks, or at least in 70% of decks there will be a vehicle that shows up. <laughs> like, yeah, I just think these things are nuts. They I push them help, so hard. It'll help a little bit since a lot of the good vehicles have are, have are colored colorless. mana symbols in them. Yeah, yeah. Because at Kaladesh, what broke it was... Uh, they, everyone could play. The Smuggler's Copter was just a two-mana 3-3 yeah, yeah. three, three or whatever with flying that drew yeah, cards. And uh, Heart of Kirin, too. Uh, yep, yep. So hopefully that fixes it a little bit, but Jesus Christ. But yeah, they're absurd. They're just, they they just like pulled out all the stops. So let's talk about vehicles real quick. Vehicles are an artifact, of course. Um, they're not a creature. They're just called artifact vehicles uh, that do have a power and toughness, but don't have it when they enter a battlefield. They are just a vehicle. They have a crew cost, which the crew cost is a number that is equal to the amount of power that you need to tap from creatures to crew the vehicle which will turn the vehicle into a creature. It sounds more complicated than it is. Like, right, all yeah. of this is real simple. <laughs> it's really just like, I play this thing, I tap my creature to make it a creature now. Generally, the pay, like, literally all the vehicles are like, one, two, three mana, but their power and toughness are like, five, five, six, six, seven, seven, flying, and they're like all ridiculous, but it's because it requires creatures to tap to crew them just so that they can attack or block. So they all have these r- ridiculous rates, and a lot of them now have activated abilities as well, which is absurd. Yeah, that's it is pretty new nuts. for the set. Because in Kaladesh, yeah, the the really really good ones had all these activated triggered abilities. But yeah, triggered abilities the, for the most part. These have like these ones. Now. They're like, oh, you not only get like a decently rated creature. Like I don't think they're as powerful as far as power toughness is concerned but they're like now they have fly now yeah. they do other stuff yeah but they gave them evasion it. yeah i agree they yeah. didn't make them as huge but they gave them better abilities because they yeah, gave yeah. them flying and menace and Which like all better. these crazy things and it's like whoa that's better than i don't care if it's a seven seven it just gets jumped by a one one that hurts me because i had to tap my creatures down to make this thing right do stuff. yeah they're like and, they're better now and on that, uh, you kind of, uh, for people who haven't really played with vehicles, when evaluating them, really the most important thing is looking at the crew cost. It's kind of like equipment, yeah. where like a really good equipment, if it's equipped cost five, you're just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's exactly. It hurts. The lower the crew cost, better. Especially, like, crew one and crew two are goals. Like, those are so good. You can almost crew count one. them as a creature. Meanwhile, it's crew three and beyond. It's kind of tough. If your board's cleared, you might have difficulty getting that thing crewed up again, which is uh, 
It's right. downside, but it needs it because these things are so good. Yeah, they're so good. They're so strong. They, and in Commander, they are surprisingly strong. Yeah, because they a lot of removal in Commander is board wipes. Yeah, so and those are naturally speed. sorcery speed. So and they're not creatures when they haven't been yep. crewed. So yep, yep. Uh, all right, what's well, about vehicles? Let's go on to this. Is a returning mechanic, and you almost wouldn't know it is. And they like took a mechanic that was kind of like it was good but crappy back then because they only printed it on so many cards, and now it looks so overpowered. And this is Channel. So Channel has a basically activated ability cost on given cards. And you're allowed to discard the card for its channel cost, and it'll give you that effect of its channel effect. So it's different from the card. It's not playing the card. It'll it'll be a discard, so it'll go straight to your graveyard. It has some really funky abilities, though, because of that. It'll trigger things that, you know, trigger when something goes to your graveyard. It'll trigger stuff whenever you discard. It'll, it can't be countered. All of these yeah. effects are basically spells. And because you're not casting a spell, you're discarding a card and putting it in the graveyard. You would need a card like Stifle, I guess, to that that could counter the ability. Yeah, is the only way to counter this. Yeah, countering ability is the only way to get it. And now, now they're just really good. <laughs> really they really good should print more Stifle effects. I feel like, especially after a set like this, I think we need yeah. them because <laughs> those are yeah. These channel effects are all well costed now. Back in the old Kamigawa set. Uh, they were like they costed like seven mana. Yeah, they were insane. And they put like a one one in play. So like clearly <laughs> they knew it was like a strong mechanic, and then it just like went nowhere because they like way nerfed it. They right, way yeah. underpowered it. And now they were just like screw all that. <laughs> Bounce a creature cost two. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like wait, what? We want to pay for it. Take a couple. Take a couple mana off that. <laughs> what? It's absolutely absurd. Uh, we'll definitely get into a few of them cards. Mm -hmm. um, another returning mechanic is the ninjutsu mechanic. Definitely everyone was looking forward to this one. I think yeah, everyone yeah. knew it was coming. This is the ninja mechanic. It allows you to pay a ninjutsu cost, uh, which will, and it's always on creatures because it's a creature ability where you can return an unblocked creature to your hand and play the creature tapped and attacking that has the ninjutsu ability instead. So a lot of them are like, you know, these. sometimes there are these big giant ones that have like ninjutsu 4, but it's a 6-6. Six, six. So if I have a zero power attacking and they don't block the zero power, I could return that to my hand and bam, now they're hit by 6 damage. Or it'll have a cool effect like when I hit you, I draw a card. Those are the typical ones Yeah, that you'll see. Ninjutsu 2, it makes limited so much more interesting because now... So, like, the common thing that'll happen is, like, okay, I have a 3-3, three, three, you have a 2-2, two, two, Brett. You attack me with a 2-2, two, two, and you have mana up. And normally, the thought process is, like, okay, obviously, unless he just made this stupid mistake, he wouldn't have done that unless I, uh, unless he has a combat trait, because my creature could be his. Right. Um, or, of course, he's, you could be bluffing. But normally, doing it at, like, 20 health is, like, pretty, pretty <laughs> safe. But now, it's just, like... I don't want like do yeah. I just block anyway? You can do something. All right, you, you the blocks matter now. Yeah, because there's like a uh, like a green one that's like a six powered ninjutsu creature that that will hurt. That'll you. hurt. That'll hurt. <laughs> yeah. Now, honestly, from the last three mechanics we just named, between vehicles, channel, and ninjutsu, combat is going to be a goddamn nightmare in this limited format. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enter combat. Uh, 
oh shit, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> oh shit. Uh... I put Exalted in here. It's not really Exalted. I'm kind of upset they did not bring back Exalted in the set. Yeah. They made it specific to Samurais and Warriors have this mechanic that literally is Exalted, but only for a Warrior or a Samurai. It'll say on the cards, whenever a Samurai or Warrior attacks alone, blah, blah, blah. Exalted trigger. Yeah. I, I don't I don't get what why Wizards doesn't just put they, like they do this all the time. I mean, with... here's what they did though. I mean, some of the triggers are different, right? Like they said, when it attacks alone, instead of like exalted, which only will ever give it a plus one plus one, because that's what exalted does. That's what exalted is. It, yeah. it says like you could cast an artifact this turn from your graveyard. It, it has weird ones. Like it has that weird ones. Yeah, and yeah, those those I understand. They but they did the thing with like Bushido, where it's like, oh, what if it blocks or becomes blocked? It gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. It's like, right. yes, there there is a mechanic for that. Um, yeah, they they kind of they do that with like surveil, where they literally print cards that say like mechanically surveil one, but they just refuse to put that bit of text on it. Right. I mean, they, what they would have had to do with Exalted is like change the mechanic name or something. Yeah, because like, like Exalted specifically means the plus one plus one thing. Yeah. So they they need a new mechanic that says whenever something attacks alone, which should just be a mechanic. That seems like a simple enough mechanic. That kind of sounds like call it solitary or something, and that's the mechanic. And whenever something has solitary, it means when something attacks alone, trigger. Exactly. That's a simple enough thing to do. Like how just, like like channel. Like channel, well, channel doesn't mean yeah, it doesn't have any inbuilt. It's like the ability word, right. not a key. Yeah, channel can mean anything. Could be that way like, yeah, they they should have a, a a new mechanic that just is. I'm gonna predict that is that they come up with an exalted mechanic eventually that's not exalted. That means when something attacks alone, because they yeah. do this a lot in a lot of sets and core sets and everything, and they just don't have a way to push it. Uh, and lastly, we have a brand new type coming out in this set, and that is. It's not brand new, technically, because we've had Living Weapon, which was equipment creatures, but it was an equipment that comes in and puts a token in play that the equipment attaches to. Now we legit just have Artifact Creature dash Equipment. Yeah. So they are equipment creatures, and they, instead of having an equip cost, I like this a lot. I love that they did this. They have a reconfigure cost. That way, cards that say equip things or equip zero now does not work with this because it says reconfigure. It does not say equip. It does not say equip. So unless you can give you can give this equipment an equip cost with other cards. I'm pretty sure those cards that say like all equipment get zero as their equip cost. I think Pierce mm-hmm. Paladin says that. In which case, these will have equip zero. They won't reconfigure though. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> magic rules are weird <laughs> it's really weird um so reconfigure is is an equip cost i mean that's what it is and you attach the creature to another creature it becomes an equipment kind of but it's not an equipment so it will fall off when you kill the creature but it will then become a creature it won't stay as an equipment it'll go back to being its creature part of it when yeah. it's off and it's interesting the way it plays around because it kind of has that vehicle effect where it's a creature and then it be except opposite. Yeah, right, it except opposite, right. It becomes a non-creature. You kill that creature. Okay, it's a creature. Now, now it's a creature now. But you, you can't target the uh the the equipment cre- 
creature while it's an equipment. While it's equipped. With Unless you can kill an artifact. Yeah, you can exactly. still kill so it you, as an artifact. If you wrap the board and the equipment creature is on, is equipped to a creature, the creature that it is equipped to dies, but not. It does state in its reminder text too for everyone, reconfigure uh, only as a sorcery while attached. This is not a creature. Yeah. So it, it does state it there in the, so that you know. So it makes it easy enough. It's pretty obvious. This isn't as complicated as uh, what was the Ikoria one, the Mutate. Yeah, the Mutate it's not was... as bad as that. Mutate's a nightmare. Mutate, that was one of the ones that sounded okay. Yeah, once you, it but sounded then, easy, but and then everyone like, tried it and was like, wait, hold on, like, do I put this on top? Do I put it below? Where? How does it, what? It's <laughs> like, like, I know what I never, want, but And it I never made sense, that. no matter how many times you did it. You were like, wait. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, that's our mechanics for the set. And then, of course, we have just general theming. We have, uh, there's like a slight enchantment theme. There is an artifact theme for sure. Uh, there's samurais ninjas in here uh and then besides that um just some big powerful oh we have a lot of cycles they they went they went hard on the cycles oh i do want to talk about one more thing that's not new but it's a new design for this set and that's the planeswalkers in particular yeah they have gone a new direction with all these planeswalkers, and I think we have to highlight them. Did you? Until I don't want to reveal them if you have them on your lists anywhere. Do you? Because I don't. I I have I have a planeswalker, but it's not anything. I don't think it's going to be the two ones that you're talking about, or the one that you're talking about. I was going to talk about basically three of them. I was going to avoid only a single one. I might have. We'll talk about it when you go. Whenever yours comes up, we'll go into this planeswalker uh, okay, yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we'll do. All right, and then last thing about the set. Again, once again, Eric. Once again, it's been how many sets in a row? There are no notable reprints here at all. There's nothing. Yeah, this is something that you've pointed out for a couple sets in a row. Oh, yeah, about and a couple in a row now. I it's. And it's got they just want money, right? They just like so they're clearly just like no, no, screw it. We want all the money it. now. We want all the money now. We're never going to repeat cards for you guys ever again. Like and we're and just going to take all your money and print new cards. I what? think, I think the the angle for that is because they're like, okay, we're going to continue doing like these reprint sets like master sets so they're like why are we reprinting stuff which in they standard? upcharge all of those sets and exactly. to get more money I, this is like more specialty sets and so stuff, predatory i'm getting like really angry i appreciate all the new cards but like but i don't own these cards so now i, I just need to like what the hell all i can yeah. ever do anymore is buy new cards i can't like want one of these good cards and have it go down in price that one time that i want to buy it ever what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's like only now non-standard sets have reprints. I think that you, that's probably you now, just the reality. You just have to buy at, like exactly a month after a set comes out is when all sets bottom out in price because that's when they're rel- readily available. Just buy all your cards a month after things come out and then never buy that set again because it's only going to go up in value and just buy the newer thing. And this is like absurd. I don't know. I'm pretty upset at this cycle. Yeah, I um, like I complained about Kadama's Reach not being reprinted, like that was a big one, 
and like that. Right. In a set like this, like what was it going to hurt? What like what would it have touched? It would have done nothing. It might have been pretty good, but I don't know if it ever <laughs> would have been like super broken. I'm pretty sure they have at least one three mana ramp spell in this. Well, the thing about Reach is it gives you two two lands and it fixes double. So if there was any like powerful card, like if, if there were any powerful like five color or four color cards, it'd be there there are a good. couple three mana ramp spells in this for in green alone. So I mean, I I don't think it would have hurt anything, even if it I don't was think so. Pretty good, I, yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah, like pretty good isn't. Uh, yeah, broken. like it was like oh yeah, broke standard. Yeah. No, it probably would just have been a playable green card. That's fine. <laughs> like what, what's wrong with that? Oh man, yeah, and they could have easily done it with the new Kodama. They printed a new Kodama. It could have been his reach. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. I mean, what the fuck? It would have worked with the flavor of the set. I mean, literally, I don't know. There's just no reason for it not to be printed here. And they did reprint Kodama's reach in the commander set, though. So at least we have that. Did they in that in that that green the modified green red? Yeah, I'm, at least I'm pretty sure. But okay. yeah, I haven't looked at that deck list yet. That'll be a whole other episode. But too. still, standard should not or should be looked at like it or these yeah, main yeah, sets yeah, should be yeah, looked yeah. at. That's that themselves. was that means it wasn't printed in the standard, right? Is exactly. that they wanted the reprint because I agree with you. I mean, it's a in how many commander decks it needs to be reprinted like yeah. every chance it gets. Um, all right, and then we'll get into. Uh, I, you just reminded me, too, of these cards we're talking about. None of them are from the Commander Precons, by the way, guys. None, uh, there's new cards in the Commander Precons. None of the cards we're talking about uh, are in those Precons. And we are, just to reiterate, uh, when we talk about these five strongest cards, that just we're not talking about Standard, we're not talking about Pioneer, we're talking about Commander. And it's pretty hard to assess what's actually good in Commander. I mean, you could just kind of yeah. say anything. But we have no... The data we have is, like, what's going to be played the most is, I guess, your only criterion uh, if it sees the most play. Yeah, there's, I, I kind of look at it in kind of two different ways. One is how ubiquitous it is, just like what you said. Like, if there's yeah, going to be a staple, it's, it's probably that strong. strong. Yeah. Also, if there's something that's just, like, so good in a particular archetype that it's it's either like a combo piece or yeah, something. combos are pretty it could, high up It could there. get up there. I if it, if, it, it, could, if it could push itself through to ED, CEDH, for instance, if it's an obvious contender there, uh, there's reasons why, uh, that, then, then it'll be on that list. Let's get going with our... We're going to start with the strongest. We're going to start there. We're going to start, start to, with to the strongest. Them. Yeah, we're going to start there, uh, get them over with. Um, what, what are you going to kick us off with? I'm going to kick us off with a boring but good card. Uh, it's. I like it. I like that it. It is uh, a white card. Farewell. Ah, okay, interesting. I, I, I think this is a pretty good choice. Yeah, but it, I, it, six is tough. Six is tough nowadays. Six but. is tough. Yeah, you really there's you really have to have a good reason to play like a six one instead of a four or even three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nowadays nowadays we get like Vanquish the Horde, right? You can pay two mana to board wipe, uh, right? Which is mostly what this does but it could do other stuff so but it could do other stuff well. yeah so choose it has it's six mana so four white white for sorcery choose one or more and there's four modes exile all artifacts exile all creatures exile all enchantments and exile all graveyards 
That's huge. I, I think like that added that. the exile graveyards thing is kind of just puts it over the top for me. That's fair. Yep. Because like this card's not on my top five, but I will say in the top ten easily. Like, yeah, just, no doubt it's in my top ten. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just good. They've been printing so many really good board wipes now, though. It's hard to oh, just yeah. like, throw these all in your decks, and especially yeah. like I said, this is six mana. That's tough. I don't know. It's it's, it's tough, and it, because there was we just got one that basically just calls cost two for destroyal yeah. creatures. I'm, yeah. The reason why I like this one is. One, it has the artifacts and enchantments thing. It's just so flexible. Where right. if I'm in like white, white red or mono white or something, I kind of have to dedicate some like real spots to graveyard hate. Mm-hmm. And this just kind of does it. So I, I almost like gain an extra card, I feel like, right. if you play this. Right. I like um, the pick. I, I mean, like you said, it's, it's boring, good. but. It's boring, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll start my list off, too, with a known quantity, notably strong card. Uh, it's not what you'd expect, I don't think, because it's not even a rare or a mythic. It's an uncommon. That just should go should go to show you how strong this set is in general. That an uncommon made my top five. This is just a known quantity good card. Uh, this is Invigorating Hot Spring. Ooh. So this is one and gruel, a red and a green, for an enchantment. That enters with four plus one plus one counters on it. And it says modified creatures you control have haste. Haste is a very strong mechanic in Commander. Probably the strongest mechanic of all the keywords. And you can remove a plus one plus one counter from Invigorating Hotspring to put a one one counter on target creature you control. And activate only as a sorcery. And only once each turn. So they tried to hold it back with that. Like, okay, you can't just... Hold it back. Hold me back. you You can't just spread all your counters out. Everything's got haste. Bam, you're dead. Uh, but this is a, just a good, strong card. Have, giving all your creatures haste and being able to modify your creatures. So modified, by the way, um, means whenever... I guess we should have talked about this in yeah, the Yeah, we should have talked about modified. Yeah. Weird because, yeah, we it, it, it only shows up when it shows up. Uh, it's not really a mechanic, necessarily. Um, it's nothing, like a re- nothing modifies itself. It's just like when things are modified. You know? Yeah, so mod- modified... Um, a creature is modified when it has an equipment, an enchantment, or a counter on it. So yes. it's basically... It's permanently, permanently quote-unquote, different uh, power and toughness. So when you put a 1-1 counter from this Invigorating Hot Spring onto a creature, it is then modified because it has a counter on it now. Though in Commander, you know, you play a card like this, everything in your deck has counters on it in some shape or form. Right, yeah. Everyone's got equipment. You have equipment in your deck, of course. I I read this and I essentially say, okay, three mana, everything has haste, and also you can put four plus one plus one counters on things. Holy hell. Yeah. (laughs) This card's good. And how many things are like, you know, you play... Shoot, what's the what's the modern card that's one it's like a green enchantment that's like oh whenever you place a plus one plus one counter on it put an additional one on it instead uh, hardened scales hardened scales and it's like oh i'm just gonna put two plus one plus one counters on stuff yeah plus one plus one counters very known theme there's lots of stuff to interact with it well I just think the, the three mana give everything haste is a known quantity in Commander 2. It's mm-hmm. it's just good. <laughs> Play these cards. They're just good. Yeah. All right. Um, my next one. I'm going to go with a Legendary Creature. Okay. My next one, I'm going Legendary 2. All right. Uh, this one is Kadama of the West Tree. Ooh, nice. I like this pick. 
This one, it, it this easily could be your commander. This is probably the one that is most likely to be a commander. Yeah. But like, it, this again reference modifies. So it's a 3-3 uh, a three, three creature, uh, legendary creature spirit for three mana. So it's a uh, tuna green. It's reach, modified creatures you control, trample. So but now the they big, can have trample and haste with my And card. trample and haste, exactly. <laughs> uh, and whenever a modified creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search a library for a basic land card, put on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Yeah, so, that's a good effect. That's a ridiculous yeah. effect. It It's just... I think this is, will get crazy. All modified combat damage is also ramp. That's yeah, pretty good in Commander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I play good. this. Now all my creature, like I attack with five tramplers, I just get five more lands, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. The well, thing now... about attacking with creatures that have equipment on them, generally those equipment make them pretty unblockable. So... Right. Yeah. And now with trample, you can't just trump block or yeah, jump block them. Always adds trample. And I think this That's is so strong because you really the situation I just laid out. I don't feel like is super unrealistic, and you only need it to happen once, and then you're five lands ahead <laughs> from everybody, once. Yeah. and then they kill it, and then you're just like, "Cool, I got five yeah. lands out of it." It's kind of unreal that they didn't put whenever one or more. Yeah, right. As its tagline, <laughs> how did they avoid like what? Because it would still be a good card if it ramped one time a turn, as long as something connects. Now it's saying like if you kept the five things that are modified you're getting five freaking lands that's absurd. yeah absurd think about like you know avenger of zendikar play a land yeah, <laughs> now they're all modified they're all modified they're all modified plants anything with a one one is a modified oh my god and then it just doubles their <laughs> yeah like, that honestly that should probably be higher on our list than four <laughs> cards right. nuts uh i'll hit you with my next legendary uh, I went to the Dragon Cycle for this one. Ooh. So, of course, they had a, a Dragon Cycle. Um, just like they did in the last Kamigawa. They have a Legendary Dragon in monocolored of all five colors. And they do stuff when they die. I went with the black one. Junji, black, the Midnight Sky. Yeah. I think the black one's the strongest. It's The abilities are absurd. It's three black black for a 5-5 five, five Flying Menace, which is already like, Jesus. Okay, so yeah. just you're not blocking this thing. It's going to do a five a turn. And if you do kill it, it's going to do one of these two effects. Each opponent discards two and loses two. So that that that's discarding brutal. two from each of your opponents is nuts. Like that's its base because that one there's no like that it just does that. The other one you need a target. It but <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's put target non dragon creature creature card from a great from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. So just reanimate. Anything. Oh, a graveyard. I misread that. I thought it was uh, yours, and I still graveyard. thought it was nuts. <laughs> yeah, and you still thought it was nuts. No, it's a graveyard. You could take a blight steel out of that guy's graveyard, and all you do is lose two life, whereas reanimate lost you the life equal to its like mana cost. This is just like not just two, no, just just two, just two, two life, just, just two life. That is absurd, man. This as a commander's absurd. This like. I mean, but I'm not even mentioning about that, really. I'm just, it's absurd. This oh, card yeah. is so strong. It's, it's crazy that, I, like, the 5-5 five, five Flying Menace part is, like, the least impressive part of it, but it's still just, like, <laughs> it is, I'm right, still going to kill you with it. You say 5-5 five, five Flying Menace, you're like, damn, that's pretty good, man. You're like, dude, that's, I, that doesn't even matter. I, that was the, <laughs> it doesn't even matter, yeah. Yeah, if you have any way, and there's a lot of cards that, like, double up, I mean, there's the... 
Taysa Karlov that doubles up death triggers with these things. Those are going to, and of course, and they made the black one the strongest. And like, God dang, that with Taysa would be so annoying to see. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that Imagine discarding four cards. Imagine discarding four cards from everyone. And they lose lose four. four. Yeah. In addition to everything. (laughs) Yeah. This card is pretty nuts. And like. And the the best the best part about this this uh, reanimation thing is like this card wants to be in like a sacrifice death trigger deck, so it just get it it gives you the fuel back right <laughs> after it dies. I, th- this like, one is the most absurd to me. I mean, you look at all five and they're all good, they're all decent, but th- this one to me stands out as like that it's death trigger nice. is just bonkers. Yeah. The thing is just that'll win games easily. Yeah, I could I could easily see someone like looping this a couple times and then you loop it you you're you get the death trigger like three times everyone no one has hands anymore yeah. <laughs> and then that's what i mean as like, a commander he's absurd right because he kind of fuels himself mm-hmm. first time around make everyone discard two. Second time around oh there's a big thing in the graveyard i well <laughs> yeah <laughs> I yeah t- i take that and i'll like, take that now in the meantime you're attacking with a five five flying menace commander and no one's gonna like that either Right, yeah, and they're gonna have to. You're gonna get a card out of that just just by it blocking. <laughs> like you have to block it with two creatures. One of them gonna die. And when you're playing a black deck, you generally have ways to sacrifice your own shit. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times. Oh, I can exile it. Then it won't have its death trigger. Yeah, good luck doing that in a black deck. Yeah, sac- <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> luck doing that against. There's so many black things decks. are just like. The cost is sacrificing the creature, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can't it. you can't respond really. So I, I think in that way it also works the best in Commander. Uh, is it's going to be played in a deck that can like always get its ability. Yeah, exactly. All right, my I also have another uh, legendary uh, for All my right. number three. Okay. This is this is probably. Outside, there might be another one, but this is definitely up there with the most annoying one. Jenga Taxis, Progress Tyrant. This is my number two. Yeah. You're going to go to Jin next, but yes, Jin, Jin it's, is my number two. Yeah, it's a seven mana, five, five, a legendary a Phyrexian Praetor. It's a uh, uh, five blue, blue, so for seven mana. <clears throat> and it's blue, so you know it's kind of <laughs> bullshit. Uh, whatever you cast an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. The ability triggers only one sheet's turn. Oh, no. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, that, boo-hoo. And if you were like, wow, that's pretty good, that's not even the best part. Uh, and it has another ability. Whenever an opponent casts an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, counter that spell. <laughs> this ability only triggers once each turn. Oh, my God. Now, see, the first thing Pat said to me was like, "It's not that good." And I was like, "Are you? I, I, I can't. I have to leave the room, sir. <laughs> I can't handle you right now." This card, I did hate Praetors. Okay. He did say that to me. Yes, he said it's not that good. He said it's my face. <laughs> say that again. Because uh, it's because he likes the card, and like, yeah, why wouldn't you like the card? The card's busted as hell. But I don't like. I don't like playing against Praetors, and no one would. Everyone hates playing against Praetors. They're the most annoying cards in Magic. Yeah, these. Man, this and the new Vorclax, they're living up to their heritage. <laughs> yeah, the only ones I like, I, I like the red one a lot, the original red one, because they printed him pretty fair. It's like, gives all your stuff haste, and everything, opponent's control enters tapped. Right, which is a pretty perfectly cool ability fine. for yeah, red, cool ability, too. Perfectly fine. 
<laughs> Every other one is ridiculous. Yeah. I guess Shouldred's not as bad anymore. Yeah, Shouldred, it, yeah it, it used to be crazy, but it used now, to be obnoxious. It now it's like, okay, it's like par for the course now. But man, um, this card, this card's so annoying because... Yeah, this card's annoying. You... <sighs> to remove it, ability. we're talking, like, the only ways to remove things, unless it's a creature spell are generally instants and sorcery speeds. You can't wipe the board unless you've cast another artifact instant or sorcery that turn. Yeah. The, it's, the most, it's obnoxious. The most annoying part about this is the play pattern that, okay, I have Jinkataxis out. That means you, Pat, and Miles have to conspire to kill. To yeah, wipe if the you board. play this card, you're instant, you, like, you have to be the enemy of the state. Right, you, yeah. you just you painted the target on your back. For that reason, I don't think this is going to be as popular as uh, as people want it to be. Because you're like, yeah, play, put this down and watch because the table's going to turn so fast against you. It's not even funny. Yeah, because it, they have to. They, they, they have, to. have to. In a single turn, you have to have like you have to. If I want to wipe the board, usually at least one other person doesn't want to wipe the board. Right. So they're like, well, I got a board stay. I don't want to Because it's the board. only reason they're alive. <laughs> yeah. And then I have Jinkataxis. So it's like, ooh, I obviously don't want my best creature to get wiped. So now your only other allies is like, hey, I have a sorcery board wipe. You have to tell them that. And it'd be like, hey, can you waste <laughs> yeah. all of your mana that you uh -huh. left open for an instant? You, knowing hmm. it's going to be countered. <laughs> Jinka Taxis has a, has a third mode on it, and it says all your opponents reveal the cards they have in their hands. Basically, <laughs> like you have to say, like, "Hey, I can get rid of this thing, but you have to have an instant." And they're just looking at their hand, like, "Sorry, I can't do it." So you're just like, "Well, okay." <laughs> I guess we're all locked out of the game for now. Yeah, I just like the 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 one point we brought up too is just to talk about some synergy too. So we're specifically talking about this in the ninety nine, and I think there's a good reason for that is because when you pair this with certain colors, say white for instance, which has cards that say you can only play one spell a turn, things get even more absurd because exactly. it always counter exactly. that single thing. Uh, it's just upsetting. <laughs> now, yeah, it doesn't counter creature spells, but like, whatever. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad they put something on here that I they're think, allowed to cast. Although I, I think it's going to be a weird case where that's going to be a downside in some cases, because mm -hmm. it's like, I have only creatures and a board wipe and I'd love to just cast my random mana uh, dork to get it countered. But now so I, I don't want wipe, to, but now, I, but now I can't we have to wipe the board with Jin out. <laughs> that's um, true. I think this is going to be a huge like reanimation target for those kind of decks to like solidify sure. their position before going off. It's going to be popular. I mean, let's put it that way. It's going to be big. It's but going to yeah. show up. It's Praetor. All the Praetors have always shown up. I mean, the Praetors the were the scourge of when we played 10, 12 years ago, right? Yeah. He had to like personally ban Vorinclex because he was getting <laughs> so too. stupid. The original Vorinclex, by the way. Mm -hmm. the, the one that doubles all your mana and taps down everyone for two turn cycles because Basically, it's, yeah. it's broken in Commander. We, I think it is banned. Is it not? No, that one's not Maybe banned. Not. Oh man, it should be. I think we kind of all personally banned it because it, it it's, it's so unfun. It's so miserable to play against. Yeah, it literally says like, you lose the game if you get rid of it and I get to play. And yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. like, okay, it's come so on, funny. man. It was, one, it was like the worst play patterns we've ever experienced. Was playing around with that card. Yeah, and if and if everybody out there, if you see somebody pull out their Jinga Taxis Progress Tyrant deck, 
attack them first. Just kill them <laughs> first because that before deck is gonna be, Jin comes out, it's going to be miserable to play against. And yeah, once he's out, it will be. Yeah, it's true. You're not wrong. It just will be miserable, right? And you, since Jin comes out and you stop having fun, that's yeah. how it happens. And since his first ability doesn't trigger off creatures, they're not going to have creatures. They're just going to have like artifact creatures or just artifacts and enchantments in their deck or non enchantments. But yeah, it's going to be miserable. So just kill them. <laughs> just listen to us. Listen to us. All right, my number three, uh, you took my number two, so you'll have to go twice, I guess, next round, unless I take one of yours here, is going to be Hidetsugo Consumes All. That's such a good name. It is such a good name, good art, good everything. The card is also absurd, uh, because its first ability says destroy each non-land permanent with mana value one or less. Get rid of... All those motherfucking tokens. I know. I this was this was one of my favorites. So, okay. Yeah. This is one of your favorites, and I don't blame you for being your favorites because it's also one of my favorites. I mean, I didn't put it on my list because I was going to talk about it here. It would be in my top five if it were. Um, this this is everything I want to see in a card. This is everything. This is just just remember. I don't even care what the rest of the card does, and this card does more stuff. It's actually one of the That's, better flip. If it were uh, a sorcery spell. For three mana, for one black red, that said destroy each non-land permanent with mana value one or less, I, it would be my favorite card. And that's what this does, and then it does other stuff. But that's its first effect, effect and I, I can't explain to you how good that is for Commander. Just just play it, and then you'll understand. As everyone's There's... tokens disappear, and you're like, oh, that relieved a lot of pressure. Yeah, and, <laughs> and not only creature tokens, obviously, but... We're gonna, have, we're gonna have to talk one. about at some point just the proliferation of treasure tokens just being yes. everywhere. It's just getting obnoxious. Just get rid of them. Just just someone had a smothering time for 20 turns. Now he's got 50 treasure tokens out, and you play this, you're just like, oh sweet. Sweet, sweet release. <laughs> yeah, sweet glory. <laughs> get rid of them treasures. All right. Number two, exiles all graveyards. And we know how good graveyard is now. Like or graveyard strategies are and getting rid of them is very important to have in your deck just to have this tagged on as like its second effect is like just absurd you don't even have to pay for it anymore you've already paid the mana for this card <laughs> it comes yeah, yeah. it <laughs> comes to your next turn and you're just, just like oh yeah also get rid of your graveyards guys and you're like oh my god this is amazing then lastly uh as these sagas do in this set this is the only time i have no oh i have one other sagas somewhere on the list um that i'll talk about today they flip into creatures uh, and this one flips into the Vessel of the All-Consuming. Turns into a 3-3 Ogre Shaman with Trample. And whenever he deals damage, so just any damage that he deals, you put a 1-1 counter on him. Pretty cool. And if he ever deals damage to a player, if it dealt 10 or more damage to that player, they lose the game. So this is also a combo finisher. <laughs> that's a that's an achievement unlocked combo finish, though. I mean, you're talking about going through three steps of the process, then getting him big enough, then hitting someone with it, or doing something crazy with it to get him there, and having him well, still you, on the battlefield, because if you fling him, for instance, he will die because you sacrificed him to deal the 10 damage. That yeah, effect there, will trigger. There's, um, well, there, there's a bunch of equipment that, like, tap, deal one damage to target like creature or player then you can like untap it through various yeah which means. gets him bigger right yeah you can put and that on him if which you can throw him. tap and untap it 10 times then that player loses mm-hmm. 
That's not the easiest. I mean, I, I would almost... No, 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 not the easiest, but... Yeah. I would I almost think... ignore that text. I, I honestly... I, I, I'm playing this card again for sorcery speed. Destroy... <laughs> destroy <laughs> Everything else that has been said, which has been like 14 lines of text, was bonus to me. So yeah, this card's absurd. Right, yeah. It, man, yeah. You're right. Like they just said, talk about the, talk about the fourteen different lines of text. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what does it do? On yeah. to the first. <laughs> like, can you imagine being oh, a new player? Absurd. I feel so bad for new players nowadays. They, they have because... come out and said that like this has been the wordiest set in history by an enormous margin. Yeah, it's got it. <laughs> it, it is. is like. So yeah, you pick somebody um, off the street that was like, oh yeah, I've gone to like I, I learned how to play like last year, or I'm just picking up now. My friends bring me to your pre-release, and you show them this card, be like, is this card good? They'd be like, <laughs> it's got a lot of words on. It. Yeah, right. It's got to be good, right? Even the lands have so many words on it. Holy hell! Yeah. All right. Um, so do you want me to do two in a row? I guess so, because I only got one left. Okay, yeah, I'll go two in a row. Actually, um, don't because I want to get to my number one because it might fine. be the same as yours. <laughs> I think I think it'll probably be the same. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was like, I want to go again. My number two is actually an uncommon. Okay, good. So that's not the same. It's not the same. It's uh, containment construct. Oh, this is on my favorites list. I think this car is just straight up busted. Uh, I think it has to be in the right deck. But yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, it's on my yeah. favorites list for sure. It's a two mana two one artifact creature construct, and it says whenever you discard a card, you may exile that card from your graveyard. If you do, you may play that card this turn. So it gives I... every card madness. Yes, yeah, basically it gives every card madness and can go in any deck. I think the reason why I think this is like one of the best cards in the set is the amount of fear it'll instill when it's played. <laughs> Commander, <laughs> because this is this is like. A, this is a staple in all wheel decks, and this is a finisher in all wheel decks. <laughs> sure. Because the worst thing uh, um, you can have in a wheel, if you're playing like a like a wheel deck, is having multiple wheels in your hand. Because you're just like, I would love to have them like set up seven cards from each other, so I can <laughs> draw exactly one every wheel. And you're like, oh man, gotta discard all these good cards. But and nope, it's dead. Nope, it's just all your wheels are just draw sevens. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. I mean, I I love this card. So I've been brewing a lot around uh, the partner commander Armix Filigree Thrasher, which is a 3-2 golem that when it attacks, you can discard a card and then give something minus X minus X. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking for something that, like, this is, like, the perfect card in that. And, like, and then I just, I play a lot of Rakdos, or I've been trying to build a lot of Rakdos decks and hating all of them, but this is a card that I would need for those all those decks. I mean, yeah, they like basically reprinted another conspiracy theorist, which was already one of my favorite cards. But they made right. it playable in every deck, and yeah. like so, this is just one of my favorite cards. I didn't think it was one of the five strongest by any means, but it is absolutely my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I love this one. yeah, I think it's it's it basically turns all your Rakdos card like neutral into just card advantage spells all those things like faithless looting and stuff yeah um it'll yeah, help I, red decks a lot for sure yeah which red is good i think a lot that is like and, the fair uh, version it'll help um, i was just thinking like you know for my Zyrus deck like this is just 
This is one Ryan of those cards that I see it. I just hear alarm bells going off. <laughs> like, woo, woo. The game is about to end unless you kill this card. <laughs> um, yeah, again, it's very focused. So it's not broadly. Yeah, good, I didn't think it was the strongest. I think it's a great card, and it's absolutely one of my favorites. I just love yeah. this card. I'm gonna When I brew, this card's going to be in mind almost for every brew I ever make because I yeah. love discarding cards. I absolutely, I'm addicted to it. So like this card is going to go in every deck I have. So that's why I was going to put it in one of my favorites. Yeah. But it All also right. uh, oh. combos with my most powerful card. Okay. Then it might not be the same as mine. Oh, okay. I cheated on my most powerful card, um, which is probably why it's not the same as yours. <laughs> <laughs> because it's an entire cycle. And that is the entire cycle of legendary lands. Nope, that's I. I picked uh, the green one for my most powerful. Okay, yeah, I guess it does, right? Because you can you can discard, discard it, it and, then and play, play the land. Yeah, <laughs> does it say that on containment? It does, right? You may play that card. Yeah, so yeah, you could discard your land and then play your land. Um, these cards Jesus. are <laughs> absolutely disgustingly like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, you chose the green one. The green one's probably the best. That's Boseju, who endures. Um, they all, for some reason, have this text, so we'll go over that first, that these abilities cost one... They all have channel abilities. They are all are legendary lands that tap for their respective colors. Enter untapped. There's no requirements at all. And they all have the text that their channel abilities will cost one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. Which, like... That's never going to matter in the standard environment. But in Commander, it's like always going to matter. We yeah. always have a legendary creature out. So essentially, let's pretend that all of these cost one less. Because 70% of the time, they will. Yeah, go- they will, yeah. Yeah. So for one green mana. Yeah, so normally you discard you one a green, but yeah. Yeah, but for one green mana, you could destroy an artifact, enchantment, or non-basic land. An opponent. There is no card in the game that has those three effects on a card. And you just gave it to me on a land that I can discard for one mana at instant speed that they can't counter that does that. What the fuck? Yeah. It, yeah. That is absurd. Okay, it does give them, then they can search their land. Or their library for a land card with a basic land type so they can get shock right. lands, triomes, etc. Uh, and it just says to put it onto the battlefield. So if it isn't those shock land, or if, even if it is a shock land, they can make it come into play untapped. Right, yeah. They are allowed to, uh, I mean, triomes they can't, but uh, the shock lands and, and whatnot, they can have, it enters the battlefield untapped. Uh, who cares? You just destroyed their best card, assumingly, or their non-basic land. Yeah. For a single mana. Instant Unreal. speed. Unreal. And if you, it's like, oh, well, you don't want to play this in your three-color deck because it's just a single mana that comes, or just because of, you know, mana restrictions. Oh, but it comes in untapped. <laughs> It's this car's absurd. Uh, that's definitely the best of them, but I included all of them because they're all freaking all good. good. None of them are bad. The red one. Uh, it's three and a red, so basically two and a red. So let's call it three mana to make two one-one colorless spirit tokens with haste. Crazy. That's so good. Just a, just instant speed for three mana. Two one ones with haste. Done. Amazing. You could if you could recur the land, you could do it again and again and however the many freaking times you want. 
black one. Three and a black, so basically three mana. Mill three, then return a creature or planeswalker from your graveyard to hand. So rebuy a card at instant speed for three mana after milling three to have more options. Holy hell. All right, blue one. Three and a blue, or two and a blue. Three mana, return an artifact, creature, enchantment, or planeswalker to its owner's hand. Bounce a frickin' spell from a land. What? White one. Two and a white. So basically, one and a white deals four damage to an attacking or blocking creature. Just removal on your land that you discarded that they can't counter that came in instant speed for free on a land. These cards are bonkers. And from playing, uh, like, Bray a lot, four four damage or minus four, minus four is kind of like the... It's a destroy spell. The prime number. Yeah, Yeah. like, a lot of commanders are... Yeah. They're mostly four fours. That's, like, the base. Remember the... We that joked, like, the four base four. is now four mana for a 4-4. Four four yeah, vigilance. four mana, four, four. <laughs> either, either two. four mana for a 4-4 four four Vigilance. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Everything is every four commander four. is now. But, yeah, these, these cards are nuts. These are... I'm buying all five. Just yeah, for Just for reference, that. everyone, I'm buying all five. Like, I'm, I'm waiting. Buying... I'm waiting for a month till the set comes out so that these go down in price because, of course... Something like Boseju starts at like absurdly ridiculous even prices. Even for rare, yeah. Even for exact because it's a rare, I know the price will go down. Everyone, stop freaking out right now because it's like 30, 40 bucks right now. It'll go down. It's a rare uh, in a set that people are going to open like fucking wildfire. I don't think you guys understand how much is, this is going to get opened. Uh, it'll go down to like all the way down to ten bucks, if not less. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, but the thing about this card in particular it just goes in literally every everything. deck that has green in it everything every He's, deck i'm buying all it. five because i'm gonna play all five in every deck i own currently and future and forever and all five of these i'm playing in every deck I like mean, i just need all five the floor is a basic land the floor is a basic land they're, like you put cards lands in your deck, right? Broken. These <laughs> cards are also are just, spelled. They're just broken. Just buy one of all five. They have alternate arts. They are pretty cool. The 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 blue one looks like freaking. Uh, tell me if if you don't see this too. It looks like Star Wars. It looks like Star, basically Star on Camino. It looks like a Star Destroyer on Camino. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, literally, I see and, it and like it's literally Camino. called a soaring city. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm sure they'll be more expensive. If you love the art, though, maybe go for them. Who cares? I don't know. They all look amazing. Even the regulars look great. So, like, this is. I think I. I don't think I have ever seen, except for you know, like Arcane Signet, something Mm. that was like as staple as these. Yeah, these are these are the biggest staples. We're going to be playing these for 25 years, everyone. These these car these five legendary lands from this set and are so good. And also, keeping kind kind of what we opened with with the uh, the reprint thing, they're not going to reprint this unless it's like becomes good yeah, and modern and clearly, it's going to and it's in modern they're masters. Never make, yeah, how are they going to unless they come back to Kamigawa? How are they going to do another Aganjo Seat of the Empire? Yeah, they're never they're gonna do. They, they'd have to print this, like you say, yeah, in a specialty product. They'd have and, to print them in, and they'd have to print them in every commander precon from here to the end of time if they wanted to keep the price reasonable. Yeah, this I could I could see Bocheju strictly for like eternal formats, which includes commander, being like, oh man, 
I really want this card, but it's $45 now, <laughs> like in three years. Of all of them, funny enough, I think Boseju's got the best regular art compared to it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I, I like the, the regular, regular art, art better. Looks better. Yeah. yeah. The rest of them, I think maybe the Borderless is better, but Boseju in particular, I, love... I think the regular art looks insanely good. I love that. It's like, it Tekken looks like a real city. Abandoned Meyer alternate art. That's so cool. It's pretty similar to his regular art. That's the only thing yeah. about Tech, the the Meyer is that it looks pretty similar. They're both like just swamps, basically. <laughs> They're both just pretty swamps. All right, uh, but yeah, those... we'll move on to underrated then, um, which is actually more fun to find because we know cards are powerful and we know they're going to print powerful cards, and everyone's going to know when you look at the card, it's powerful. Like there's yes. just no denying it. But the uh, underrated cards are more fun to look at. <clears throat> okay, I think I'm going to have to shuffle around a couple because I wasn't sure if we were going to include legendaries. Okay. Oh, on the underrated? Yeah. Which you can include legendaries and underrated, but not as commanders. Not as commanders. No, I, I'm just we'll shuffling talk around. about so underrated I, commanders. I might not around. include the uh, the Planeswalker anymore, but we can, we can talk about that. Oh, uh, okay. If it's a Planeswalker. I mean, those aren't commanders. If you think it's underrated, you can talk about it, but... Um, we do have to talk about the Planeswalkers still, so maybe you should. Um, you just want to talk about the Planeswalkers now? Let's talk about because the Planeswalkers now. So we'll, we'll, now. we'll preclude them from strongest or underrated, but we just want to talk about them. So these Planeswalkers in this set, they've done... Uh, I think their design... And it, it scares me. It really does. Because if they continue this path for Planeswalkers, they're going to show up on every strongest list that's ever made. Because, <laughs> like... They have decided that Planeswalkers are not just generic Planeswalkers anymore. They have they have added a little spice to every, all of them. Every single one of these. For instance, the Wandering Emperor is too white-white. But why is it different? Well, it has flash. It's a freaking flash commander. And it states, when it enters the battlefield this turn, you may activate her loyalty abilities anytime you could cast an instant. Which means if you flash her in on someone else's turn, go ahead and activate her on their turn. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, her now her abilities aren't like absurd; they're reasonably fair, which is why like we're all not at like not just freaking, freaking out. out. Yeah, we're not like gonna murder everyone. There's no true ultimate ability. Yeah, which is great. I love that design. I wish more of them had that kind of design. I hate the ultimate design. Yeah, kind of because then it. everyone either just kills them or they just win the game and that's the two options and that's what happens and it's yeah like, no I, we're not playing that game I, yeah like let's play magic let's not play the ooh, is he gonna kill the planeswalker game now fuck that game that game sucks <laughs> but this is the reason i mean eric knows this i've had a hatred for planeswalkers ever because that's how they've designed them so if they design them like this i'll be kind of happy but I, I i'm afraid that they'll do the flash commander but it having that you know what I mean? I'm afraid for that inevitability where they, they do this flash commander yeah. that also then has an ultimate that kills you. And I'm like, that, that like emblems. Yeah, and then yeah, there's some, someone's going to be unbeatable as soon as they play doubling season and pass turn. And, and, and be like, commander's okay. a weird environment too where we have cards like doubling season. So it's just not fun to have these cards that like enter and just do it and you're dead. Yeah. And like, good good game. Um, now it's, let's go over it. Actually, that's all I needed to say about it. it. It's not that great of a card. Right. It's plus one is it like puts a counter on something. It's minus one is it makes a creature, and it's minus two is it exiles a creature, which is sweet. Um, so it's like a removal spell, flash speed, yeah, cute. 
Tezzeret, um, the only thing I wanted to say about te- the Tezzeret is it <laughs> they tacked on. Uh, it's almost like everything needs a static ability now. So it has the War of the Stark static ability. It's it's static ability. This is, is now... the one I was going to talk about. Okay, that okay, is, yeah. And this gets cards, cards insane. Its static ability is that when it, the first activated ability of an artifact you activate costs two less to activate. Uh, which is absurd. Yeah. I, and that's just static. It just does that. Yeah, and I don't... Like, the static abilities are... In, if you look at the in a vacuum, they're, they're like... Okay, whatever. Like, I don't even know what planeswalkers are in in reference to magic. So, like, why not? But it's just like, why are planeswalkers now also enchantments? Are and are also creatures? Like, right. And, and also I don't like everything? that because I mean, these things are casting. A, this is how I always thought about planeswalkers. Right? They're casting a spell for free every turn after yeah, the turn you pay just... for them. They cast a spell every turn for free. Think of think if a card said that. How good do you think it would be? Well, guess what? That's every planeswalker that exists. Yeah, and it's it's like uh, the the first re- first round of planeswalkers. They were interesting because they honestly they they weren't like super impactful. There were obviously a couple that were pretty big. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the ones chase. that added like three like creatures to the board that made yeah, them like and destroyed everything. I was yeah, also I was thinking everything. of Jace the Mind Sculptor, but. Oh, Sculpt, yeah, it draws you three um, every turn. But, like, like a, a lot of the the fair ones, they were just like, hey, you get a 3-3 three, three, or something. But now these do, like, with Tezzeret, draw two, discard two is just so good in, in a lot of decks. Or draw two, discard one. Or discard one. But sometimes, a lot of times in Commander, discarding two is the... Is, is better. Is good, <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> And then these emblems at the end that you just can't interact yeah, with. Emblems. And their but, emblems are gross. I wish they moved off of that crap. Me too. The the uh Which I actually respect. I, I do wanna sort of move there on. There's one that didn't doesn't have an emblem, right? Um Yeah, Tamio, she her ultimate so her, they also gave her a static effect. Now I don't mind hers. It, her static effect is completed, which I'm sure we'll see in the future sets, which is basically a hybrid uh colored mana symbol with Phyrexian mana. So you can pay Hybrid two life. Phyrexian mana. And they designed her quite well because when you've paid for this completed ability, they get two fewer loyalty counters. I like that. That's Let's excellent. do that. Because <laughs> they've, yeah, you've now cheated her into play by making her cost one mana less. Well, you get docked that then. You get, you get two further away from her ultimate. And her ultimate's not even that great because instead of an emblem, she makes an artifact token that is absurd. I mean, an artifact token is Tamiya's notebook. It makes spells you cast cost two less to cast and taps the draw card. Mm-hmm. So, like, you get to at least draw a card from it right away, but people can interact with that stupid artifact. They can destroy it. And, like, why don't you... Why, like, yeah, why don't they make a busted permanent that, like, we can just interact with? Yeah, I think... We're kind of getting off topic here, but I think one of the... I know we are. One of the strengths of magic over other card games is its ability to interact at every stage of the game. You could like right. interact in your with your hand. You can attack their hand. You could attack right. while you're casting a spell. You can attack their graveyard. Yeah. You can attack the battlefield. You can do everything. So having introducing these objects that you can't interact with, I think goes against the what 
philosophy made uh, magic popular in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they made the the experience counters, it sort of broke the game there too. Exactly. Like Mizzix end up becoming broken because he just he gets so many experience counters that by the time he comes down again, even if you kill him a hundred times, all his spells are free. They're free. <laughs> so <yeah>. like, <laughs> he's just broken. Uh, the last planeswalker was Kaito Shizuki. This is one of the first ones revealed. Now he, I love his ability though. I gotta be honest. It's so- yeah. It's so cool. So at the beginning of your end step, if he entered the battlefield this turn, he phases out. So when he phases out, like he doesn't lose all his loyalty counters. So it was like an ingenious way to yeah. design him to like oh, keep so his cool. loyalty there. But like, yeah, so I'm in lo- I can't knock him because I'm in love with this card design. I think it's so freaking cool. But I don't want them to like, oh, you thought that was cool. Well, then here's six more planeswalkers. They all phase out. And I'm like, God. Damn it. No, that's not what I want. You know what I think is the key here is these static abilities, if they are like uniquely serve the planeswalker aspect right. to it, you know, like the, the complete, it's like, okay, you want to cast this card for I mean, we're gonna see mana? more completed, right? I mean, that's yeah. their plan now. The Phyrexians are going around grabbing planeswalkers yeah, and like, completing them. Exactly. But like you you lose loyalty. With uh with Kaijo, it is like it plays off that it can be attacked. So when it's phased out, it can't be attacked. And you get like essentially two free activations instead of one. But cards like Tezzeret, it's like this could just be a creature that has right. this ability on it. And it doesn't seem like special in any way. It's just like, oh, there's an enchantment on the board now. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. And his his emblem is, Kaito's emblem is minus seven. Um and it's whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you search your library for a blue or black creature card and put it onto the battlefield. So theoretically, it's not absurd, but it's pretty fucking good. I mean, if, you, if you're hitting them with enough creatures, you'll win. I wish they did something like with like Tezzeret's ability or something. It could be like you can choose either between its ultimate ability or its static ability. Like you have, you have to like pick which one when you mm, cast it or something. Yeah, maybe they can go into that. Uh, let's go into our underrated cards, though. Let's go. That was it about the Planeswalkers. All right. What's your number five? Okay. These are also just kind of fun. Um, let's see. Sometimes it's kind of hard because these are also just like good cards, but I don't know if people are, are aware of much. it. That's fair. My number four, maybe I'll make it my number five because I think it's a pretty known quantity good card, but that you might literally just miss. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you might just never know it's in the set. What my my number five? These aren't really in particular order, but whatever. Um, okay. These are uh, uh, Weaver of Harmony. Oh, okay. Uh, for one in a green, you get a two-two enchantment creature, Snake Druid. Other, excuse me. Uh, other enchantment creatures you control get plus one plus one, and for green tap, you can copy target activator triggered ability you control from an enchantment source. You may choose new targets for the copy. Yeah, that's what's interesting about it, right? An enchantment source. Yeah. You gotta dive pretty deep for this card. Well, my immediate thought was a lot of enchantment removal. So when, like, O-Ring enters the battlefield, you can copy that ability. Okay. So it's like, ooh, okay, for four mana, I can exile two things. things. Interesting. That's Interesting enough, it'll add another lore counter on your sagas, if you want it to. Yeah, exactly. If you want to move along your sagas, that's what's hilarious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a cool card. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't even know what to do with that freaking card. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you like, I, to, I like, see that, and I was like, 
that could I definitely agree with ones. you it's underrated right because you'd have to know what you wanted to do with this thing and like even when it's in play it's like yeah that's like it, it it's obviously strong copying things are good yeah but enchantments don't generally trigger abilities so that's that's what's tough about it so that's a under the radar card my under the radar card is also green that I'll, I'll mention first I technically had it as my four but I'll make it my five because it's Tamyo's safekeeping. This is one green mana for an instant. Target permanent you control gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. And you gain two life. All of that for one mana. You get it for one mana instant. At instant speed. That card's busted at common for one mana instant speed. I want it in all my green decks. And, it, is pretty, uh, it is pretty sweet. It's absurd. It's just so good. And just you would just maybe never know it's in the set. Like, that card's insane. It allows you to target any permanent. Not, not, not a lot of cards can do that. Yeah, mo- this effect is traditionally like, oh, a creature. A creature, yeah. This is any permanent you can save in any green deck you want and gain two life from it. I mean, this card's absurd. So I'm trying to think. Is this good enough for... Uh... There's definitely some car. I think this could probably be playable in Popper. I'm trying it to costs think. one mana, so like I feel like it's playable everywhere. Yeah, I I play uh, Popper in fact a lot. So I'm trying to think if it, if it's worth uh, having a card that save. doesn't that doesn't pump your your guy. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, no, it does not. Um, but it just might be good enough. No, I'm probably for in fact it's not, but. Uh, yeah. If that's the only place you were looking for it, that's the only time I'd say that. <laughs> so, every other deck, yes. Um, let's see. Okay, my number four. Uh, this could just could be going my favorites just because of the picture. A lot of, almost all of these could for me. Um, the Ogre Head Helm. <laughs> I love this card. I love that card too. I don't think it's going to be good at all so definitely underrated definitely underrated yeah Just sell yeah. me on it so it's a uh a two mana two two so you can cast for one in red it's an artifact creature equipment ogre but the picture is just like a crab with a helmet <laughs> as a, as a body. and like a dead orc or something yeah so okay creature gets plus two plus two whenever ogre head helm or equipped creature deals combat damage to a player you may sacrifice it if you do discard your hand then draw three cards uh, also, if you notice, I think if you look at Jinka Taxis, at least it looks like it in his picture. He's holding that helm. I don't think it actually oh, is. I think, I think you're right. Uh, right? If you look at the art at Jinka Taxis's regular art, it I, looks like he's holding the Ogre he's, Head helm. He's definitely holding a helm with. So like the, the, I mean, obviously, I think it's different artists. So one, the helm that it's like more of like a moon crescent. Spikes right. and the other one has a little bit of like it almost looks like the Avacyn symbol. Right. Um I don't know. I just like to think that it's the I'm overhead helm. <laughs> for for the dragon party it's the overhead Yeah, helm. for the dragon party it's the overhead helm. I again I don't I don't think this is card is like good, like you put it in, in your decks or something, but man, just the ability to if you're empty handed or you just have a land in your hand just like oh i'm just gonna draw three cards just a uh, sacrificing <sighs> i just don't creature you have to hit someone that yeah that's why. i think that it immediately makes it terrible like i just don't think you ever could count on it ever i just i can never see a situation where it actually works out and you end yeah. up hitting someone to get the effect i just feel like it's terrible. i think if you're playing 
equipment decks, I think you kind of fall into, under two camps. Either the equipment gives evasion, or the creatures have evasion, and they just have good equipment on it. I think right. if you're in that camp, then it's like, okay, I, I put it on my unblockable creature or whatever. But you do have to sacrifice it. Right. I don't know. I see anything that says, like, discard your hand, that could be good. Or right. draw three cards, that could also, that's also good. Um, the reconfigure three, that's that's kind of getting up there a little bit. And plus two, plus two. I yeah. I don't think it's like <laughs> I don't think it's gonna like break the game or anything. <laughs> right. All right, I'll hit hit you up my next one. I actually like this pick a lot. This is the unforgiving one. This is two and a black for a two three spirit with menace. Which I think Menace already is one of the most underrated abilities in Commander, for sure. Uh, and whenever Unforgiving One attacks, you return a creature card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the number of modified creatures you control. Uh, I, I mean, if you even have just two modified creatures that you control, and you're returning a two-mana card from your graveyard to the battlefields anytime you attack with Unforgiving One for free... That's a freaking good card if you do that every turn in black yeah. and sacrificing your two mana thing that makes everyone else sacrifice and then you just attack and immediately bring it back anyway. It's, it's I just know good, what this yeah. can do in black and it's absurd and you need very little for it. You just need, you know, I'm talking at least one. To, you need obviously need one. It is itself isn't modified, so you need something that's modified. Equipment, auras, counters, they all do that, so it's not hard. Not yeah, yeah, hard. yeah. It, it's not super hard. Um, yeah, this could easily be the card. It was just like, wait, what does this do? Because it's an uncommon. <laughs> I, yeah, and I just then, don't think anyone's going to play this card, and like, I'm going to, and I bet you it's going to be pretty good. Because also, th- like, I think it's easy to look at this card, sees what it does, and you want to go like, Oh, reanimator. How am I going to get 10 modified creatures yeah, out? It's, but you don't, you, you need like four and then you could get good value off of it. And right. because it's menace. I'm just trying to play it in like random value decks of black. Things that I sacrifice creatures is what I'm looking to play them in. And right. I'm not trying to return menu value 10. I'm exactly. trying to return menu value two or three. Every attack. Yeah. I mean, for free. You don't ever have to pay for that. It's crazy. And. You'll you'll find people with either like random one one utility creatures they don't want to block with, or they just have one creature. So the menace is like key. Even like nowadays, one mana creatures are pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Heck, if you reanimate an Esper Sentinel with this, uh, you're gonna have a good time. That's all right. <laughs> so yeah, that's my unforgiving one. I really like that card. All right. Um. This card, it probably isn't underrated. It's probably just good, but I just have it in this one. It's another uncommon, um, and it is Reality Heist. It's a seven, oh, yeah. seven mana sure. instant. Um, but it, so it's five blue blue, but it costs one less for each artifact you control. Yeah, affinity for artifacts, but they didn't put. But they didn't put affinity for artifacts. <laughs> like we were mentioning at the top, where we were saying like, yeah, it's like just just, just put affinity for artifacts. In yeah, there, just yeah. put it. We all know what it freaking means. And I know that the set doesn't have affinity for artifacts, but you literally gave this card that. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. It's not like there's <laughs> cards out there that are like, for every card that has affinity, you get to deal eight damage to people. Right. They only do it in like modern sets, and then they're like, okay, now everyone knows what all the ability words mean. Okay, yeah. but like we, we all fucking know what they mean. By yeah. yeah. Um, and it doesn't just have affinity for our things. It actually does something. Uh, so look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal up to two artifact cards from among them, put them in your hand, put the rest of them bottom in a random order. So this is dig through time. Yep, it's but time for with Affinity instead of only. Delve, but for just for artifacts. But like, Jesus. Known this is, quantity good card for sure, though. Yeah, if you're yeah. in an artifact deck. Now, I mean, you'll need a lot of artifacts. I think this will That's miss not, a lot. I, I, I don't think it'll miss a lot. Or artifact decks, like... There's so many good artifacts that do stuff. Like Yeah, but you will need a lot of them. I'm telling you, you need like 40 artifacts. And it's not hard to do. I'm not saying yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. do. But you need, like literally, this could only go in a deck with 40, 50 plus artifacts. I think, I think it could go in decks with less, but just understand that there are there's some times where you might just get one. Because yeah. I think there, there that are, hurts though. That's not a good card if you only get one. I think because it's an instant, it helps out a lot. Like if you're wasting mana in your turn, Draw but if you're one artifact, for but but it's like scry maybe seven more than three mana. Choose two. <laughs> I, I think I think also there are a lot of artifacts that we kind of shortcut as like. All not I know important. is that this is not dig through time. I think it. I think in many many decks is going to be essentially dig through time. I don't know if it's that good. I'd say it's less th- that good than that for for by a lot, by a lot. <laughs> All right, what's your next card? My next card is the Gloom Shrieker. Clearly, I just have a thing for cards that say menace on it. Don't underrate them, damn it. <laughs> um, but it's not about attacking at all. It's 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 an e witness, but it exiles itself when it dies. So I think people are going to discard it entirely. The uh, thing is, is even with E-Witness, uh, you can bounce it back to your hand. I, that's not, like, something you can't do. <laughs> You're allowed mm-hmm. to, like, not have it die and keep repeating its effect. You could bounce this thing all day. You can exile it and it comes back. Uh, it works in almost every other scenario. And you're getting the same body as an enchantment creature, which might matter. And it also has menace. So, like, yep. known good card in the E-Witness in this format. And can do all the same things, literally, but also has menace and is yeah, an enchantment. I don't get. It's just, I don't it's get just the menace good. part. <laughs> like, I don't I, either. But like, it's just good. I mean, this card's just yeah, yeah. amazing. You'll yeah, you'll definitely play in your uh, enchantment decks. Um, yeah, enchantment black green. Play it. It's just good. Or yeah, bounce. It is gonna do stuff. Or, it felt like menace was applied later mm-hmm. on. Or they're just like, I feel like it needs to do one other thing to justify. It shrieks the... at you, Eric. You're terrified that it's shrieking. If you're I, just I retract one my thing, complaint. Eric, you can't block. I but can't if block. You, if you're next to me, we can handle the shriek. We're like, okay. I was going to be scared about the shriek. <laughs> but you're I, next I to me. I felt very gloomy <laughs> because of his shriek. And But you're here. The, the dragon party's so got our okay. back. We're okay. That's right. <laughs> Even though we're one once, we'll both die, but we could block yeah. it, damn it. <laughs> so yeah, that's my pick. I think Gloom Shrieker is just good, just generally good card. Uh, I think no one's gonna play. I don't think anyone plays this card. I think I think the only getting permanence is a big downside. 
As opposed to, uh, yeah, Ewanis gets a card. Gets a card. But, like, you're going to build decks where that really doesn't matter. Like, that's mostly yeah. permanence anyway. It's permanence, yeah. It's like, your sorceries are, like, like Kadama's Reach or Cultivate. Where you're just like, yeah. I'm not really looking to get that card back. <laughs> um, right. I just think it's a generally good card. It's a good card. I think people will ignore. All right. So, I have another card, which I think people it's getting a lot of hype for non-commander world so i think people might be surprised it's i'm claiming this is underrated but i think this kind of this card falls in the i it, when i have my 150 cards pulled together it's always in there but like it's it <laughs> taken out a lot but but i think maybe it should um this is lion sash oh yeah uh, yeah, I think it should just go in there for sure. Yeah, I'm in the camp that I would play it. Yeah, uh, it's a two for one and a white. You get an artifact creature equipment cat. It's a one one creature, <laughs> and for a white mana, exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a permanent card, put a one one counter on it. And if it in uh, equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each one one counter on lion sash. Uh, reconfigure cost is two, so <laughs> it's it's targeted graveyard hate and. I think, I think people will say, "Well, I have this card that exiles all cards from all graveyards." It's kind of like uh, uh, hit uh, hit Segu. It's it uh, Segu consu- consumes, consumes all. all. Uh, but I think at two mana, at only one white, especially in like mono white decks, this is effectively mm-hmm. gonna exile graveyards because one. One or two people have uh, like graveyard decks. Another guy has like maybe a little bit of graveyard synergy, but you can wait for them to cast their reanimation spell or target something. You go white mana. No, you don't. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I mentioned I would play this card, and that's because I also mentioned this. When every set comes out, I inevitably get a card for this deck, and that's my Karametra deck. And this is the card from this set that will end up going in there. I mean, it's. It's hard to find creature cards in green white that do graveyard hate, right? We have yeah. scavenging ooze, and now this. <laughs> and and I, I think this is better than scavenging ooze if it colors aside. Uh, colors aside, yep. I think it's yeah. It, I don't know about better. They're the same card essentially. I mean, well, the, the gaining life is a thing. That scavenging ooze. Gets, I think but, it has to be a creature for you to get the one one counter on it. Uh, and this one has to be a. Um, just a card, maybe a card. I could be mixing up the counter and the life. But I think like, the life is. I think it always gets the counter. Or no, no, it gets. Yeah, it only gets the counter and the life if it's a creature, right? Otherwise, and, it just exiles. And this, and is this a, always gets the counter, right? And you can't. Oh, it was, it was a permanent. Okay, this, this a permanent. has to be a permanent. This is a permanent, so it's not quite just any card. But man, I could. So I'm trying to imagine a play pattern. It's like okay. Turn two, I play Lion Slash if I don't have any ramp spells to play. Right. Uh, or I play this on turn four, and then you just immediately start exiling stuff. This could easily be like like an eight-power creature. Just at the end of and your then, turn, if you have loose white mana floating around, you'd be like, all right, I'm yeah, just going to exile your stuff. Let me tell you, Eric, I got mana. You got, you got <laughs> mana for days, I got mana. my friend. And honestly, the reconfigure is nothing but an upside, right? I mean, there's nothing yeah, yeah, downside yeah. about reconfigure. Go ahead and equip it. To something. And when it, it's equipped, does it lose its activated ability? I don't think so. I think it still no, just has. All it still its has steps. it. Yeah. And the best part about this is normally equipment stuff like that is like, 
a quick creature has this thing, and then you have to put the one yeah. one counters on it. So if they kill it, it still has like it. It still has all the counters on it after the creature it was equipped. Right. Dies. Yeah, and it specifically states in its activated ability that the one one counters are continually put on Lion Sash, even when equipped. It'll continue yeah. to put the one one counters on Lion Sash, not on the creature that's equipped to. Right. It puts them on Lion Sash. Exactly. That's and so. Creatures modified anyway, because he got rid of the thing. anyway. <laughs> but like you, if you're making like random flying spirit tokens, having an equipment that's equipped cost two that gives plus six plus six or something, yeah. and then that's that's yeah. Kind of I think mindset is very good. I, I think it pr- probably is underrated. Um, people definitely still aren't playing enough graveyard hate ownership. That's true, it, I, and also I think people are just going to look at the graveyard hate part about it and kind of forget about. I can turn a creature into just a monster. <laughs> I can make on. something big. All right. My number two, and this might as well also go as like my number two favorite card as well. Um, I have a different list, but goddamn, if I don't love this card, it's the Colossal Sky Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Four green, green, uh, blue. This card. Five, so good. Flying, and Ward Two. <clears throat> um, no, I'm not using the card for 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 that. But uh, but you could, but good. you could, and you that's could. the point of this freaking card. It just has you could. The oh. actual card is just is the kicker cost. <laughs> yeah. So what the card actually has is two channel abilities. Which let me remind you again, guys. Channel means can't be countered. Instant speed. And discard this creature card, which can be recurred by cars, which can be done anything with this card. It's absurd. What are these two effects? Well, th- two and a green, discard Colossal Sky Turtle, to return a card from your graveyard to your hand. Eat witness For instant speed, uncounterable eat witness that you could return to your hand and do it again mm-hmm. for three mana. Yeah, what? Uh, also, it has one and a blue. Discard it. Return target creature to its owner's and bounce spell. What? It's got two of the best commander spells in the game, stapled on this one card. That's a creature in every zone. What? Yeah, and an enchantment. This is and an enchantment. This thing's busted. It's and it has like an amazing name. And hell, if you have seven mana, go ahead and play your six five flyer. That is hard to target because it has Ward 2. It has Ward 2. Go yeah. ahead. This you won't be sweet. disappointed. Card's absurd. Yeah. Yeah, This this I think this is like the hallmark of an underrated card where... Absolutely. No one who has been playing Commander for more than like any number of years will, will probably be like, put this it. in the deck <laughs> yeah. unless it's like, I'm making turtles or I, I'm doing right, a right, Civic right. Enchantment never... deck ever think to put this in your deck but like this is a card i definitely put in my deck like year one or two and it was act <laughs> it'd actually be good <laughs> it's gonna be my busted. i think this card is gonna be absurd it's gonna do everything you fun. want it to do and more everyone i think just just both those channel abilities are so ridiculously relevant and there's just so many easy ways to abuse this card i just think it's gonna be a slam dunk yeah th- there is it being a creature in every zone, like you're talking about, there's a lot of tutors, especially in green, that tutor for yep. creature cards in specific. But you want yep. spell effects, so that's why E-Witness is so popular. Right. But this one, it's a, 
it's the same thing. No one really cares about the body except the fact that you can blink it for for yep. E-Witness or um, or Gloom Shrieker. But just being able to go like, okay, I want to tutor for a creature card, discard it to get my board wiped back, wipe the board. I mean, and it's also hard to somehow in the same turn tutor up a creature card to your hand and somehow still remove a creature from the board. Right, this yeah. guy you can. I mean, this this just solves everything. It just does everything in Commander you need to happen. It's, uh, it's insane. Yeah, and you get to say, I'm tutoring up the Colossal Sky Turtle. <laughs> the sky Turtle. He's got a fortress of clouds on his back. A shadow <laughs> passes over you. Is it a dragon? No. No. It's a Colossal Something Sky Something much turtle. worse. <laughs> yeah. So it might also be one of my favorites, but I obviously couldn't include it there because I think it's underrated as heck. Alright. I think I have one more uh, underrated uh, slot left. Same I'm with right. me. Alright, so this this could also be a favorite, but I just think it's just going to fly under the radar. It's Mirror Box. Oh, yeah, Mirror Box is cool. Uh, so it's, it's hard a, to play in Commander, though. Yes, it is. There's only a couple ways I think it's really actually like decent. Yeah. So uh, it's a three-mana enchantment, all generic, and the legend rule doesn't apply to, cre- to permanence you control. Right. Each legendary creature uh, you control gets plus one plus one, and each non-token creature you control gets one plus one plus one for each other creature you control with the same name as that creature. So, if there's a couple creatures in Commander that say like you can do any number of these, like Shadowborn Apostle, uh, so it could be really good for in those decks. But where it really shines is in clone decks, I think. Like, if you want to mm. play clone or... Yeah, because it's just always... That kind of yeah, stuff. clone all your legendaries now. Yeah, and I It'd think it's just... It'd be tough, though, because you, like, you somehow need to draw the mirror box. So, like, you can't make that plan one. Uh, no, I think the only way it would... Well, not the only way, but one of the ways it would work is if your commander is the one that, you're, that you really want to clone over and over again. Because that way... Um... That way, it's one less thing you have to search out. Um, and clone decks are pretty popular, and they kind of just work generically because if you can clone an opponent's creature, that means if that's the best creature in the battlefield, now you have it too. Uh, you know what would be hilarious to play this card with that I thought of? What? Spy Kit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all day. <laughs> you have all day. <laughs> so Spike is an equipment that when you equip it, it gets the name all names of all creatures in play. So or just all cre- it has all names of all creatures. So you would get plus one plus one for each other creature you control, because that's what Mirror yeah, Box yeah. does. It gives you plus one plus one for each Broken. other creature. Mirror box is so, broken now, obviously. <laughs> With Spy Kit. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to make Spy Kit work. <laughs> I was like, hmm, well, like, do I want to make like a name deck? Oh my <laughs> but it god. Just, I just yeah, want Spy Kit to be the good. Um But yeah. The, but it could work with Mirrorbox. Could work with Mirrorbox. I think uh, the unfortunate part about decks that are built around something in the 99 is that there are just some yeah, number of that's tutors I, that you have to play. And unfortunately that's what I look at when I see this card. I'm like, that's cool. Yes. It's got an underrated effect if you can make it all work. And I just don't think you'll ever get there. I think, so. I think specifically in clone decks, it's fine because clone decks yeah. just work naturally. 
And now sure. if you just choose a random commander... Yeah, and that, now it just allows code. you to choose legendaries if this is in play, which yeah. is an added thing. It's an added do, bonus. Cool. Yeah, um, I like it. It's fair. Yeah. All right, my last is... It's a rare, uh, as yours was, uh, and I just think it's not being respected yet. This is another cycle. Now, I didn't go with the whole cycle. I went with a specific one. This is the March cycle. A really cool cycle. And I went with the March of Swirling Mist, the blue one from the cycle. All okay. the, Everything in the cycle has X and a color of all five colors. They all have the text when, as an additional cast, you can exile any number of that color card ah. from your hand. And it pays for two mana for any card you exile. What does the blue one do and why is it underrated? Well, the blue one says up to X target creatures phase out. And it's an instant. And it's an instant. And I think phasing, phasing is still not quite being respected in Commander. And I think it is way more busted than people understand. <laughs> yeah. It, for me, it was out of time. I played out of time once. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> I mean, that one. that one's different than this. Yeah, but, that's different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, I would say, mostly is for protecting your creatures. Yeah, yeah. Because they phase out, and they'll phase back in at the beginning of your turn like nothing ever happened, and you won't lose all your counters on your cards. You won't lose any of your, your equipment that were equipped. You won't you won't lose anything. They'll just be there again, and it, it's really good. And yeah. also, you could use it as uh, if someone's attacking you with a bunch of stuff. You can use it as a defensive spell. All right, yeah. those things phase out. Oh man, yeah, I love this you could card. Spend too. Spend a lot of money, to, or a lot of money, a lot of mana to phase out as much crap as you want, and especially because how good bounce spells are. Like someone just goes yeah. like, "Oh, I'm going to play end of turn cyclonic rift." You can be like, right. "Okay, hold on, I'm going to phase out." One, oh, that's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Phasing is like the only way to protect your crap, your permanence from bouncing shit. Yeah. It's indestructible. Not going to help you. There's a lot of indestructible stuff, but guess what? Not going to help you not, against not going to help you spell. against bounce spells. But phasing will. It'll save against both bounce and destroy effects. It just saves you from everything. I think this card should be respected. I mean, this thing is nuts. I think the rest of the marches aren't that great. Yeah. Uh, this one in particular, though, is like it. This one in particular scales really well. The rest of them, not really. This one is like, oh damn! <laughs> it's yeah. just like gets better and better. And yeah, there are there's a lot of times where I'll like I'll definitely discard like three cards plus pay four mana to just save my whole board from being to save everything. Rift. Sure, yeah. Hell, discard one card to save two more things. Why yeah. not? Holy crap, that oh. saved you two cards. That literally saved you two cards if they're removing all. And I love the uh, what you said about the uh, about the offensive capability, or I guess in this case, the defense or offensive, like. Someone's attacking me. I'm going to phase well, it out. technically <laughs> defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hey, you could go offensive too. I'll phase out all your blockers and attack you and then when attack, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, this card works in every scenario. So, yeah, I think March of the Swirling Mist is absolutely nuts. And I don't think it's, uh, it's yeah. Just, just, you, you didn't hear it from me. Or, except you did. You did. You heard you it from did. me. <laughs> Wait, no, that's what we want. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm going to play this card in uh, my blue decks. So. I'm yep. excited about it. It works perfect in my Gabbard deck, so I'm going to play it there. It's another card. I like all the cards that say X and target in the same... <laughs> <laughs> and blue. <laughs> and blue and X and target. And it says all three of those things, and I'm buying so it. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> that plus the legendary land. 
going right in the deck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Immediately. All right. All right. On to our favorites, then. Finally. Best section. <laughs> yeah. I, and yet we went over a lot of them. I, learned, I already got two taken off. So All right. I kind of had a bunch first. of cards, so I've been kind of like moving them around. Right. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to open up just normal. I've I've been a fan of the shrines for a long time. Ooh, I'm, a, yes, I'm a shrine right. guy. So I'm a shrine. fan. He's a shrine guy. So I like that the shrines are they back. brought him back. Brought him back. And we're going to talk about one of the shrines in the uh, legendary episode. We will. Well, do you have a particular one that you're just excited about that you like the effect of? No, not really. All the shrines are just kind of like whatever, but I, I just like the idea of um, like mounting your temple to <laughs> to these spirits. And then uh, I like the, the black ones. one a lot. I think that effect is pretty unique. That one, yeah, that was pretty cool. The destroy spell at the end of turn. That's pretty sweet. All right, my first is going to be. One of the many vehicles of this set uh, is the Mind Link Mech. Ooh, yeah, this this was up there in my most powerful ones. Yeah, this thing is disgustingly good. It's two and a blue for a 4-3 flyer for crew one. And whenever it becomes crewed for the first time each turn, not the second though. Not the second time. If you try to do it the second time, (laughs) you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) Which is funny because you can crew them a second time, right? Like they still have crew one. I think you're allowed to like tap all your creatures, I think, to crew one. Even if like, I think you're allowed to like, that's a thing, right? You can tap any number of creatures even though it's got crew one. Yep. Yeah. It's just one of those ones. They're just like, that's so weird. Um, anyway, uh, when you do crew it, it becomes a copy of target non-legendary cre- creature that crewed it, which is funny they had to state it like that for the instance that I said. You can crew it with as many freaking things as you want and then mm-hmm. target whatever you want to crew it, <laughs> except you only need to crew it with crew one. So anything can crew it, anything. okay? <laughs> Actually, what's funny is you can crew it with like a zero power something and a one, yeah, and, 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 a one and then one. make it a copy <laughs> of the whatever thing zero, yeah. which is hilarious. I don't even think of it that way. But just until just the second, um, except it's a four three, and it's I mean, it, and then it remains the mind link mech. It's the four three flying that you see before you, so it gains basically all the text of whatever thing you mm-hmm. let crew it, which is just absurd. They've never really had this easy of an effect to make a one power creature absurd like a four three, <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. just like that, just by having this vehicle out there. All of your one it's a three power mana fortress flying that yeah. yeah, it's just sure. so good by itself on rate. You don't even care about the copy ability to just go. This is a good card. Good <laughs> like card. it's just, in standard in in any of those formats, it's going to be absolutely broken. In constructed, I think it'll be strong, and in commander, I think it'll just be fun and lead to some uh, crazy, some pretty nuts stuff. Yeah, you can make some. Uh, Creatures that used to not be powerful into four three flyers, and I think you'll have a lot of fun with that. Like when you imagine a a free flame painter, for instance, the double strike that yeah. casts two spells when it hits, and now it is uh, flying. for free. And yeah, and now it's got flying. I mean, or, or the what's the one that got banned? The one three trampler that casts a spell when it attacked dread dread horde Arcanus. Arcanus, yeah, yeah, that just has four power now. It can cast a four mana spell from your graveyard or. When you mentioned the zero power thing, I immediately thought of Tree of Perdition. Oh, it's a zero three go. that you could tap to exchange life totals. So now it's a three make, toughness. Tree of three Perdition. Life. <laughs> and tap, make him have three life next turn. 
tap and attack with a mind link mech, they're dead. Don't go telling everybody about the sweet <laughs> Dragon Party tech <laughs> that you I think Tree of Perdition is like one of those cards that's like 15 bucks now just because like nothing does that. And like we mentioned before, no, they're never going to print it again. So if you want Tree of Perdition, buy it now and, and you'll never see it ever again. So. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go Ten with. Bucks. My next card, my next uh, card. I kind of like this card again for the card, mostly for its name slash creature type. <laughs> okay, it's the reality chip. <laughs> oh yeah, I was wondering how good this card is. I think it's pretty good. I think but it's also like good. I don't think it makes my mono blue deck. Like it's like in the hundred twenty, but it's not in the hundred. Um. So the reality chip is a two mana zero four. It's a legendary artifact creature, equipment jellyfish, <laughs> which is so long that the they had to shrink Tiny little the text. <laughs> <laughs> when you see it, it looks absurd. This is an equipment. Why is it a jellyfish? Because it's got those little. Tentacles. Why isn't it a construct? It's a reality chip. It's not reality jellyfish. Yeah, I know. It it doesn't make sense, <laughs> and I love it for that. <laughs> like, it just why is it a jellyfish? It's clearly robotic in nature. I'm, it's a chip. I'm almost, I'm almost going to give you 100% certainty that it was a construct, and the artist drew this, and they go, that kind of looks like a jellyfish. Let's change it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this makes no sense. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> it's not just a 0-4. Uh, um, so you may look it at the top card of, of your is. library. I mean, it kind of is. Well, so as long as the reality ship is attached to a creature, you can play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. Right, so all, all it is, though, is a 0-4-4-2 that can, all you can do is look at the you top can, card You of your can get a little peek. You can get a little That's peek all at the you top can card. do. That's all it is. Let's be honest. That's I'm going to make the is. sickest reality chip deck. You're <laughs> <laughs> not going to know what hit you. It's true. Um, you can play this as a commander, which is absurd. Yeah, the, the, reconf- the equipment version of its ability... That's that's just gonna draw it's future you, sight. yeah, a bunch it's of cards. Future sight, future sight costs equipped, five. It's future sight, but it it didn't give the equipped creature anything at all. It just gives you future sight now. Yeah, you you throw this bad boy on indestructible or shroud creature, and you're just like, yeah, I'm, just so you, or not shroud, because you can't equip, but hexproof, and then you're just like, all right, I'm just gonna essentially like draw two cards every turn. Yeah, and that's fair, and it might be good, and it might not be. And, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, it is. yeah. Another thing that's going to happen is you play this card and you go, awesome. You look at your top card. It's a land. I'm going to play it. Look at the next card. It's a land. Can't do anything <laughs> about it. Oh, does an Eldrazi attacking me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, oh, did I didn't plan for that one. <laughs> well, what's on top of my deck? Uh, ah, nothing. <laughs> but I love uh, it. It's yeah. just called, it's an equipment jellyfish. <laughs> and it's and it's legendary for no reason. I I, I just I don't understand it. I don't understand it. All right, my next one is a uh, one of the green sagas that I, I want to try out. I just I I think I have a deck for it, and this is the Dragon Kami Reborn. Ooh, yeah, yeah. This is a cool saga. This is two and a green. Uh, it's one and two are the same. It's you gain two life. Look at the top three cards of your library, and you exile one of them face down with a hatchling counter on it. Put the rest on the bottom of your library, so you do it again the next turn. And then it's going to flip into a 0-1 egg, the dragon Kami's egg. And it says whenever the egg or a dragon you control dies, you may cast a creature spell from among cards you own in exile with hatchling counters on them without paying their mana costs. 
I, I almost put this on like a underrated. I don't think it's like soup. It's it's very slow. Yeah, I don't think it's very good. I mean, honestly, you could miss. Um, you probably only yeah, but you can. You probably won't miss, right? You're talking at six cards, and you just need one of them to be a creature, and you gain four life free. along the way, and then it's pretty easy for a zero one to die. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, you'll figure you'll figure that one out around. Along the way. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get there. Um, you'll get there, and then at the time of its death, if you could make it die instant speed, you get to cast that creature in, at instant speed. I mean it. It ignores timing restrictions. It just yeah, like dies. I think cast it. the first when you play it, I or I think to really really maximize it, there's a bunch of cards that that manipulate the top card of your library. Yeah, um, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't. You think don't, you I don't have think you to. need I think, it. Yeah, I don't think you'll miss. Creatures are played in Commander. Turns out, I don't think I have a single Commander deck that plays less than twenty creatures. Well, you do. Oh, I do. I have one that has none. Yeah, that's true. And it's yeah. and guess what? This card is not going in that deck. <laughs> what? <laughs> that wasn't the one I had thought about it. Spoiler. I, I wanted to put it in my Elder Dragon deck because its effect also says when a dragon dies. Yeah. So I could potentially get two triggers off of it. And if they die at the same time, it would get both triggers because it sees the dragon dying as well. Yeah, and with the Weaver of Harmony. So if I have two creatures with Hatch Encounters, I mean, I have to hit. So it, it, a lot of things have to work out, but that would be a busted effect if, that I, if I did that for three mana. Yeah, Could you it's imagine? fun. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of my favorite cards. I think it's going to be actually pretty decent, and it's really cool. And, like, these sorts of things, like, like, is anyone going to waste an enchantment removal spell when it's like omniscience no, is on the board? Come on, and you can't. Dragon you can't copy reborn. Possibly kill this thing. Are you, exactly. If you've spent a removal spell on this, you've also won. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're just doing. You've this won just that to trade. Flex. Yeah, <laughs> and you just laugh at them as you reveal the card that you put as a hatchling counter, and it was a land. It was a land. Like, I like, didn't have ha. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I gained two life, and I didn't have shit. And you use your removal spell. <laughs> okay, so my next one. Not right. it's a it's it is a uh it's another saga that turns into a creature. Not nearly as good, but I just for some reason I just think this card's hilarious. It's tribute to <laughs> Hirobi. Oh, it's, I love that card. Because I love Hirobi. One in a black. It's uh first two saga abilities are each opponent creates a one one black rat rogue creature token. <laughs> uh, and its third ability is exile it, and it turns into Echo of Death's Whale, which is an awesome name. Super metal. Because it's Hirobi Death's Whale. Exactly. Um So it's a three three flying haste, and when it enters the battlefield, gain control of all rat tokens. Does it mean <laughs> So if there are any other rat tokens? Supposing you they still have them. So supposing they still have them, but it, maybe they just have other rat tokens. Maybe you're playing against a play maybe group. Maybe they have other rat tokens. Only play rat token decks. <laughs> Maronar is very expensive. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. I think it's gonna be terrible. But actually, I mean, alright, its attack effect is good. Wait, wait, yeah. Sure whatever it attacks, you may sacrifice another creature if you do draw a card. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Actually a decent effect. Um uh, no, Be-black. this card is not very good. It's but, not very good, but man. it's cool. Just also the art. It's not going to win best art for me. Or it might win best art for me. Didn't um, for me. But Jesus. It's just. I mean, all so the sagas cool. have pretty good art, though. Yeah. All the sagas, like the way they designed them, they just have, all have really cool art. All right. I have two more. My second to last 
is the Mech Titan Core. Oh, I have this. This was this was my favorite. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, we have to talk about this card. I mean, it's Voltron, and I think it's like absolutely horrendous. I think it's unplayable straight up. But I have I have to love it because I want to win with it, and I just never will. I, it's such a bad card. It's all right. It's two mana for a, a two four vehicle with crew two. I mean, it's like the worst vehicle of all time. You're power. You're crewing it with two power to get a two power vehicle. That I mean, it's unplayable. And then it has a five mana exile it and four other artifact creatures and or vehicles. So you somehow need you have to play this in an artifact creature deck because I mean. If you have five vehicles in play, boy, you're not doing much. <laughs> five, because you probably don't have much else than five vehicles in play. So that's not good if you didn't already die. It does create Mech Titan Voltron, a legendary 1010 construct artifact creature token with flying vigilance, death, or no, not death touch, flying vigilance, trample, yeah, lifelink, and haste. And it's all colors, which is the most important thing about it, because as soon as I saw this card, I remembered that you can win the game in a mono white deck now with happily ever after. It's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that isn't the most achievement unlocked thing ever, yeah. I assembled the Mech Titan the mech to Titan win with core. happily ever after. Hey, it does have lifelink, so it can get you there to gain that 10 life to get uh, you over the hump. <laughs> I... I'm going to say it's not as unplayable as you think it is. I'm not oh, saying it's a it's, staple by any means. I think it's absolutely unplayable. I I think the fact that you get the creatures back when it when the I don't leaves, think you'll almost ever get there. I think four other artifact creatures and vehicles is a lot harder than people think. I don't think. I I think especially I mean, when the Mech Titan core comes into play. Oh, I'll just kill one of their four artifact creatures, and now they don't have enough. Yeah, but the uh, well, in artifact decks, like all your creatures are artifact creatures. It, it's, you have thirty artifact creatures. It's not. It's not the artifact. Yeah, so it can only be played in those decks. Yeah. Obviously, I mean that that was true from the start. But um, I don't I think. Again, yeah, I, I I'm like I'm like two notches higher. I'm not like <laughs> I don't think it's an eight, and you think it's a two. I think it's like a four, and you or a three, and you think it's a two. I think it's a two, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, sure. If you get to Mech Titan, that's cool. It's cool. Same thing as when people got the Cauldra. That's cool. That's a good that's card, good. man. Oh, I think that this is Cauldra. That's this is card. infinitely better than Cauldra. It's infinitely better than Cauldra when you assemble it, yeah. And it's well, no, not you, you, as... because you don't need three cards. You could just yeah, you don't need three. Well, you you don't, need. you don't need three specific. Cards. <laughs> you yeah, you kind of do. You need a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff. Artifact. Yeah. If it could, I wish easy. it just could exile like. Four other artifacts you control. Just assemble any artifacts. Now, maybe that would make yeah, it. I, I think but that would make not? it a little too not? good. Why and not? Just like, you oh, just destroy Mech Titan. Because you have to exile the core anyway. So it's, like It, that's it can't not be Doombladed. It's black. It's basically a destructible threat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wish it could be assembled that easily. I mean, you're still exiling. It should say, maybe the, the artifacts don't come back in that case. Yeah, probably. But yeah, so then, what's I, wrong with that? Like, you, you five for one to me when you killed, you ended up killing my Mech Titan. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I, at least I got to assemble it. Well, easier. not not not. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. In that case. But the uh, I think uh, I just think this is this is way too hard to assemble. I think it's but a maybe little that's easier. The fun part about it. But that's kind of yeah. That's kind of the fun part. That's the fun part about it. Um, I think the fact that you get them back, you get the artifacts back, is kind of nice. Um, so that was one of my favorites. I think probably I'll I'll I only have one left. Oh, yeah, he's back to I have one so, left. Yeah. My last favorite card is another uh, is another uh, saga creature, the Kami War. We've been loving up on these sagas. That's the five color one. Yeah, these are awesome. Or they're sweet. They're not good. <laughs> yeah, very solidly in the sweet. All category. terrible. Yeah, I think they're all not good. But so the Kami yeah. War, it's Wuberg one. Uh, so six man in total. When it enters the battlefield, so the first saga ability, it's exile target non land permanent opponent controls. Yeah, it's pretty good. Not great for six mana, but fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, two return up to one uh, other target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Then each opponent discards a card. Like that. That's okay. cool. Uh, three, you get its uh, its creature ability, which is uh, Okagachi Made Manifest. It's a dragon spirit six six with, and it's also all colors. Uh, flying Trample. Whenever uh, this creature attacks, defending player chooses a non-land card in your graveyard. Return that card to your hand. It gets plus X plus O, where X was the mana value. Until in turn. Um, I, that last ability probably could just not exist. <laughs> like, sure, I mean, you get cards back, but it's your opponent's choice. So you're just going to get your, your rampant growth yeah. back. Right. Um, this card That's is a big beta, so though. sweet. This is the card... I would like going back into my like progenitus deck. <laughs> this is the card. I was just like, yes. <laughs> I like the uh, the original Okagashi better than this thing. Oh the, yeah, the vengeful oh, Kami. Yeah, I like the vengeful Kami so much more. Yeah, yeah. Also, what's good. funny about this card to me is how much better the original art is than the borderless. Yeah, the borderless one. It's like it's kind of weird it's only gold and black. And like the the regular art is like this sweet like red and black like paint. Yeah, it lo- almost looks like a tattoo. Yeah, it looks yeah. so much sweeter. Like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been a huge fan of the borderless treatment in this set. So yeah, like, for that reason, like definitely staying away from like collector boosters or anything like. That. I mean, I'm not gonna get boosters anyway. But um, yeah, I, I like this because it's like it does powerful stuff too yeah it's not great though i think it's just okay for five colors it's pretty rough yeah i think if i think if this was a sorcery it'd be kind of still kind of rough to put in your deck but then getting a creature out of it and you might get something back i don't know if you're making a woober theme tech which try it out why not (laughs) all right my number one is hilarious and why is that it's because you were already dead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this card's i just want to play this card so bad in i like thought this was going to be your unexpected uh way best flavor card oh man yeah this card is amazing it's one black mana for an instant destroy target creature that was dealt damage this turn and draw a card so it replaces itself and if you kill someone else's commander like that was going to kill someone just because someone blocked it 
and you're just like, he was already dead. And like you. for one mana and draw your card back, that's got to feel like the most amazing uh, feeling in the world. And I can't wait to play this card. The name is so cute. Yeah, you, you were, were already, already dead. dead. That sounds like a play test name. They were just like, this is sweet. We're going to go, we're going to run with it. But yeah, like, you know what? That's actually hilarious. And we're playing it. Yeah, I, I love you were already dead. I have to have it. That card's amazing. Alright. It's like just a useful effect. Can't see that being bad. Creatures, uh, they take damage, and uh, killing a creature for one mana is uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Alright. Moving on to our other bonus uh, subjects is the best art. We have to vote for something best art. We usually, and, I, and for this one we'll do it too, I, I separate it by like borderless and, and regular art. Because oh, okay. It's kind of unfair if you like include all the borderless cards. It's like I all think. the special arts that definitely. Yeah, I feel time. like of course the special art's gonna win like every time, right? Yeah. And in this set, probably I don't know, maybe not for this set, but because uh, I actually don't like it that much. Yeah, these ones are very <laughs> like I don't know, just the some of them like the art itself looks cool, but then like the color on the actual card throws me off. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it. I don't think that it's that good, uh, borderless wise. And, and I mean, they went super anime, and I actually don't like the anime feel at all. Okay, yeah. See, I like the actual like art itself, but again, like the unlike especially like the black cards. I don't know. It just it just feels something off. Yeah, I like some of them, like the Mech Titan Core alternate art one. That one because it's Voltron. Because it's literally Voltron. Yeah, literally, it's literally just Voltron. All right, what's your pick for regular art? Okay, my my favorite art, um, kind of just because it's a little different. It's a Return to Action. Oh yeah, that's pretty sweet art. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like. It almost feels like like comic booky, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, I don't know. It's just different from everything else, and I think that's it looks sweet. Yeah, they painted like the guy's arm in like the digital, the di- like, like yeah. flat two D digital pink. Yeah, and yeah. he's like popping out of a screen basically. And I just caught like scrolling through the art. I was just like, "Oh, that looks cool. That's so cool." And then that one caught my eye. I was like, "Oh, that's nice." Yep. All right, I had to vote for. Uh, actually, I mentioned it earlier. It's Go Shinte of Hidden Cruelty. It's the Black Shrine, Uncommon Shrine. By Hans Voss. I mean, it. it is It is just, it is the creepiest thing you've ever seen. It looks like a walking on stilts, like, imagine an old, like, organ piano. <laughs> walking in a swamp with a skeleton dinosaur tail behind it kind of thing. It's like, oh, God. It's just so creepy looking. It looks amazing. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll shout out the artist uh jeremy wilson yeah jeremy wilson is the guy who did uh return to action and then do you have a uh a borderless or alternate treatment that is uh oh, stand the, out for you yeah the uh mech core oh okay okay you called that the mech core i have to go with i think the uh the planeswalk not the planeswalker sorry the ninjutsu guy though uh which one Something Umazawa. He's like an Umazawa. Oh, oh, that one's so Satoru good. Umazawa. Yeah, yeah his one. borderless treatment is like 
absolutely insane. It's like a, a white background with like this ink splotched demon looking guy yeah, with a sword. This looks it just, so cool. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. It's just so badass. I, I know I say this a lot, but I really love the lands this one they're kind of like painted I, yeah it's funny because we have to say every set now like they clearly just went overboard like every set now is going to have a borderless special land that's going to come in every commander or not uh, collector booster and that's how they're going to make a bunch of money i and love just money on you every time now <laughs> and yes they look amazing and they look amazing and they look amazing uh all right. What about flavor? Best flavor of the set? Um, I well, you are already dead. I think is up there. <laughs> Definitely. I was one, surprised with my pick. I just like came across this card and I was like, "Damn, that's cool." I I think I love. It's not really flavor. Again, it's just more of the name. I and also the picture. Enormous energy blade. Is it, <laughs> it's just like it is that's flavor what it is. though because it like yeah. taps him right when it like he like yeah, picks yeah. it up and he has to like drop it and then it's tap so that creature heavy. and it's a 4-0 <laughs> and also the way the guy is holding it is like it's his giant dick <laughs> which is exactly how guys would hold it that's awesome but yeah i love it it's it's, it's a three mana uh gets plus four plus oh and when it's it an enormous energy to a creature tapping you're just like oh shit that's a great pick yeah, I was surprised with the pick I had. I was just like searching through the set, came across this, and I was like, that's freaking cool. They So it's the Futurist Operative. He's basically a dude with an invisibility cloak. He's a three and a blue for a three, four human ninja. And as long as he's tapped, he's a human citizen with base power and toughness one, one, and can't be blocked. That is awesome. And you can it's pay so cool. two and a blue to untap him. So he can like, undo his cloak and all of a sudden he's operating yeah, yeah. three four then <laughs> he throws block. it back on yeah. and attacks and he's a one one can't be blocked i'm like god damn that's the coolest thing i've ever seen that's so sweet yeah yeah I'm like that is it's so hard to use and like and yet is like one of the coolest things ever so uh, yeah futurist operative that is sweet <laughs> and then it's it's flavor text is the Imperials can't arrest you for illegal tech if you never even existed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't kind of. Yeah, damn. It's hardcore. Yeah, I just thought that was super cool. I just threw that in the set. Oh, yeah. The, the flavor text for Enormous Energy Blade is heavy, maybe for you. <laughs> That's a great pick for best flavor. Enormous Energy Blade. I don't know why it's black is the only thing, but. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Probably could just be colorless. I don't think it needs right, to be. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. But I guess it's because it's part of the, the Black Clan, whoever they are. Right. All right. Well, that is the first portion. Part one of our set review. We'll have a lot more part to follow. One. We'll get into all the legendaries uh, and maybe the Commander product all in the same episode. We'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes... The legendaries take a lot longer. I don't think there's actually that many, surprisingly, to go through, but there might be. Because what we're going to ignore a lot of the legendary yeah. teams that have no text. A lot of like, There's hmm. a lot of random legendaries in this set. Yeah. We're just like, yeah. I don't think this is going to be good. Yeah, Mostly going to go over like the, the multicolored ones because they all have commander prowess. Some of them are... <laughs> really good. They're doozies. They're doozies. There's some, there's some for real, for realsies cards. Uh, what about next time we have a podcast, though? D&D. &D. All right. 
Yeah, we well, we finished up. Uh, well, I guess it was technically a two shot. As, yeah, kind of was well, a two shot. As a lot of one shots it. end up doing, they they <laughs> kind of go outside of the the oneness of it. We're going to yeah. talk about one shots. Uh, kind of the big differences between those uh, one shots and normal campaigns. Uh, some things that uh, I've kind of encountered uh, when when building my own. Um, mm-hmm. And we might even have our recurring guest host, Pat, because he was the guy who yeah, ran the one yep. shot for us. I got to be a player for the first time in like three years, which is pretty nice. Yeah, it'd be cool to, to pick apart that one shot as it's fresh in our minds, too, as right. to like maybe some things we missed, some things we messed up, what we did good, what went wrong for him on his end. Uh, and then next time we get to podcast, what are we going with again? We we all know it at this point, but yeah, yeah, the uh, we're gonna go back into the the legends or the com- potential commanders. Yep, yep. We'll we'll definitely be spent the whole time uh, on Dynasty again next uh, next Magic podcast. This set uh, looks sweet, though. This set is sweet. <laughs> awesome. uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, pretty busted. I think overall, I think it's gonna shake up every format that exists right now. I so, think so too. Uh, look out. I don't know what its official release I think is the 18th, right next Friday maybe. Yeah, that that that's right. Yeah, 18th. We're recording this on the 10th. Uh so it'll come out this weekend. So you'll listen if you're listening to you'll probably listen to this maybe before the set releases officially. So maybe for for your time to draft it. So that's good. Yeah. All right. With that, I mean I'm ready to party some more though, right? I'm ready to let's party in the future. To, let's go back to Oh, with our hollow drinks. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, I mean, we're going to do shots next week, so. Oh, we have to do one shot at <laughs> the beginning of the do, show? We have to do exactly one shot All right. next week. That's a really good idea, so now we have to. <laughs> there you go. You heard it first. We're going to go back to the party for now. And to all you listeners out there, party on! Party on!